0: Hey there. Last week we made a big announcement about the uh, future of this show and Bonfire Side Chat and the effects that that is going to have on the network. Um, go back and listen to that if you missed out on it. Um, there's also a blog post and a survey that you can see at DuckFeed.tv. Just click the, uh, click the little... Uh, little button there and it'll take you to it I'll have it featured on the front page um please do that the deadline for the kind of contest portion of it to win the steam credit uh is the end of may so may 31st um but uh you know if it's still up there and still available after that go ahead and take it but that'll uh, really help us make some of the smaller decisions that will head off of these bigger ones that we have been making uh cool so go ahead and do that thanks <laughs> all right i am ready okay um it is time for us to come up with a sketch for the crimson shroud episode uh you got any ideas i got shit i um like
1: i was thinking about it and it's just it's such a matsuno thing and we've already done all the matsuno tropes so like we've done the language is flowery thing uh in the final fantasy tax episode there are no chocobos in it there's nothing like it's it's so slight like there's not a whole lot of little things to grab onto
0: well that sucks because i was really hoping that you would have something i've, I've got nothing but okay okay it's a long shot i've got some dice laying around i think okay. we can use them to boost the attempt okay so we just have to hit uh 13 or above to uh to okay. make this thing work right. yeah
1: that's a that's a lot of dice let's yeah. let's do it all right
0: come on baby daddy needs a new sketch how did you get three on four dice well most of them fell off the table uh, oh, man. To, uh well and one of act- them
1: hit me in the head
0: <laughs> <That's>, uh. <laughs> that, it was actually eight dice i i had been saving them up for a while uh, uh, yeah no we, we've only got three so all right well we do we, let's let's do it walking down the street Doop-a-doo. Get, I'm just walking along carrying a it. cup of cum
1: oh but before you can uh, drink that cum you have to walk over this block again this is for
0: fertilizing some kind of sorghum plant to grow an egg
2: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. oh no we're, uh, I rounded a corner and hit you and it spilled on the orb uh oh, oh boy uh, quick get out your whip and uh, social crack, justice crack it! oh yep yeah, definitely yeah uh, uh, All right, well. um... And this this has this has been a presentation of Crimson Shrug.
1: And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs, it is a Games Club
0: podcast. Yes, and this week we are talking about Crimson Shroud, which is a JRPG developed by Nex Entertainment and published by Level 5 for the 3DS in 2012.
1: You yeah, guys got two JRPGs this year. What? You jackals. Like, <laughs>
0: fine, no, fine, this is- you get... This, this yeah. is this is a game that you uh, that, that you have been uh,
1: pushing oh, for been, for a while. I've been campaigning for it for, yeah, for a long yeah. time because it's one of my favorite DRPDs. Yeah. Um As we'll go into, like this avoids many of the traps and not just <laughs> personal traps, like things that like I find distasteful in the genre, but reasons we don't do more of them for the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game sidesteps them, and primarily uh, because it is super short and compact.
2: Yeah,
1: um, this is a bite-sized experience. Um, this is developed by uh, Yasumi Matsuno, who is the designer behind the Ivelis games, so Final Fantasy Tactics, Final Fantasy Twelve um and ogre battle
0: yes um and it also feels a lot like an evilist game because the music is is composed by hitoshi sakimoto um and uh, his company bear escape uh and the music is great you're gonna hear a lot of it
1: is a bear escape or
0: baz escape you got like base escape
1: uh, uh, uh base escape and,
0: there we go yeah yeah
1: like <laughs> that's the sequel to ape escape that's all just like big huge king kong low-hanging ball motherfuckers <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah the music is is very final fantasy tactics yeah uh in a way that was like appeals to me because i love the music and final yeah. fantasy tactics like if you're going to be a non you know like kind of like a a non-super melodic kind of eat bit thing yeah Uh, i think the final fantasy tactics music is really really good
0: yeah so like super super emotional kind of strings and like a like like a marching kind of rhythm to it yeah yeah
1: like yeah really militant yeah um you know and kind of striving and stuff it's it's super good
0: i just all the color drained from my face because i realized because nothing about this game exists online there has Mm -hmm. to there has to be a rip of this of the soundtrack somewhere right Of the soundtrack yeah oh i
1: really hope so <laughs> I, like otherwise we are fucked we'll yeah. I mean, we, we get into i guess i get now is a, a fine time for it um you know kind of while we're going through generalities uh is that this game is like weirdly obscure in a way that you don't expect from like a matsuno game right. like matsuno is popular and mm-hmm. rightly so right like so like a lot of the best final fantasy games are his work um you know he's he's one of my favorite creators like if he's you know it's a, out of the final fantasy stable, mm-hmm. like he's one of my favorites um there's like almost nothing on this game
0: yeah if you online. do online if you do a search for crimson shroud rock walkthrough which i often do um before i play a game so i can figure out how to pace it out um all you get is a game fax um like, a, yeah like a message a board fact. post yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a message board post um that just lists out like which rooms you need to go to in which order and which one of those contain boss fights yeah, like a
1: spoiler-free walkthrough, which is cool. That's like useful. Yeah. But this this game has a lot of depth to it that isn't like explained anywhere. Right. Um. You know, you can search for like, I'm having a hard time with this boss. Like, you know, what are some tactics? And you'll find like answer forums. You know, like the, you know the, 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 <laughs> yeah. the you know the 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 gaming gaming advice guys answer forums, mm-hmm. who will will tell you that. But there's just like not very much stuff. There's one full let's play on YouTube uh that just goes through New Game, not New Game Plus. Uh, that is the, uh, the, the, the mouth breathing filter is not applied, you okay. know, to, to the thing. So it is, uh, it's intolerable. It's,
0: di- it's difficult. Yeah.
1: It, it's extremely difficult content to get through, <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: which I, you know, I didn't, I didn't do. I was just looking for new game plus stuff because right. well, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but it just, wow. Like this game is not well represented online. Even no. It's like well reviewed. Like, you know, people, people liked it when it came out, mm-hmm. but it is, uh, you know, for a final fantasy and this is like the least fact
0: material of any game of the stripe i feel like. Yeah. That that run into. So if you're listening to this thinking, "Wait, what the fuck is Crimson Shroud?" Um yeah, <laughs> that is probably a reasonable question to ask uh just because of where this exists. It's a 3DS eShop game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and this is is this our first uh downloadable only game we've
0: done? Ah, uh, I don't know. M- maybe. Um yeah it's 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 hard to it's hard to look back. I am positive we've done some kind of like weird indie indie kind of thing like Cave Story. Uh, Cave Story only barely qualifies, I think. Yeah, because that got yeah, has like physical releases on the uh, on the three DS for the upgraded yeah, version, and, and the
1: and the weird three D version. Yeah, that came out. There are multiple physical releases, but I feel like this is the only like the first like we wear style, you know, thing that we've done.
0: Yeah eShop is this weird little kind of like quarantine area where games go to get limited success and then be forgotten.
1: Yeah, and and you could you could be forgiven for missing this because uh that there's tons of garbage in that and that thing. <laughs> like I I browse the 3DS eShop all the time cuz I like browse in e-stores mm-hmm. and uh well, don't judge me. And the <laughs> um, so but there's just like so much trash like, you know, Hoyle's Poker <laughs> or joker's wild edition like there's just like lots of garbage yeah lots of backgammon and shit that shows up on this stuff and uh to find something that's like has this kind of like level of quality to it's pretty rare mm-hmm. yeah um it's even if it wasn't obscure it is like a super niche kind of product too yes um because this has a unique aesthetic that is not going to appeal to everyone um the thing that initially drew me to it other than just matsuno is that this is a game that uh in some ways, models it models the aesthetic of tabletop role-playing games, right? Um, if not the actual mechanics.
0: Right. Primarily, um, your characters and the monsters are presented as miniatures that do not move around on their own. So when the characters are talking to each other or when they are in battle, they stay perfectly stock still, which is probably a way they got around um, animating costs that's a mm-hmm. good way to keep this thing kind of cheap um but yeah so when we say it's like tabletop um we're not saying hey this is a tactical thing where you're moving moving your dudes around like it's d d fourth edition or hero clicks or whatever um this is like a you know kind of standard jrpg turn-based battle system um that just happens to represent the story and the mechanics with these uh these little plastic or metal dudes
1: Yeah. Yeah. It does. It doesn't model the mechanics particularly well of tabletop and it's not trying to. Right. Right. It's just that aesthetic and it does it in lots of different ways. Like it's, you know, primarily these these models, which I actually like kind of love, like Mm -hmm. them doing these very dramatic scenes and just having the models on the table. Like it feels like a, you know, a tabletop D&D session. Mm -hmm. Um, The writing, like the kind of the fact that this is so bite sized Mm -hmm. feels like a a night of of D&D. Yeah. You know, like like one section of a campaign, the areas you go to are these little tableaus. Like you go in these rooms, and there's no sense of continuity between rooms; they're discrete units. Yeah. So there's a, there's, it just feels like you know, <laughs> it feels like a role-playing game, and yeah. and I love like simulations of simulations. <laughs> you know, it's not exactly the same, but it reminds me of retro game challenge where yeah. it's like, you know, it's not just about playing these games. Like retro game challenge is about being a fan of those games. Mm-hmm. This isn't. You know, because like you could play a D and D video game, and it's like abstracting this. Yeah. This is about playing. It's like you're playing playing a game. <laughs> you know,
0: yeah. Um, one thing that I really love about this, so you will go to a new room, um, and like it'll be a different scenario. Not every one of those is a battle. In fact, there are very few battles in this game. But mm-hmm. the um, the kind of the 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 story or the character beats are presented as though it's kind of a D and D like like a like a dungeon master narrator um re- relaying the story to you um and it kind of has like a little bit of a visual novel aesthetic to it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah without without quite as many like branching paths right
1: but even down to the things you say so like when it comes time for exposition your character can say like you know enough talk more action you know and move on representing a certain kind of like D and D kind of player <laughs> you know like it's not just skip it it's hey let's get to the fights because yeah. this is 4e yeah. you know it's not uh it's not third edition or fifth edition or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um super cool. Um and this uh, the biggest thing that uh, comes up with this uh is this dice, you know, these dice rolls.
0: Yeah. That's your job. Um these dice rolls are great so it's not just a random number generator although there are certain things about this that are not like entirely physically modeled, but you roll these dice as 3D objects on the bottom screen. Um, either with your stylus, which is the pro way to do it, pick those up, sign yep. your name, and then toss them. Um, <laughs> or you yep. can um, just uh, use the A button and the uh, the analog stick uh, to kind of toss them around. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's like a little bit of like weird stuff that goes on. They say, ooh, there's a perfect way to toss every single dice to get the highest thing. Again, because nothing is written about this game yes. at all. You don't actually see like oh if you if you put in a quarter a, a quarter turn forward and then press this you're going to go, but like for all intents and purposes it presents itself as a physically modeled random num- number generation.
1: Yeah. And there are there are ways around it. Um one of the ones I found online early on and used and found worked pretty consistently is that if in your your dice clutch you end up with the uh, the yellow d10 Mm-hmm. Um, if you roll that in the lower right of the screen, like as far as you can, in the lower right of the screen, it always scores a nine. Oh, wow. So like you don't always get the yellow D10. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't always get a 10 period. But if you and your other dice are still random, but you do have this limited amount of control in it that, again, kind of emulates this feeling of like, you know, nobody in, in who's playing D&D would be satisfied with a ra- random number generator. Like mm-hmm. you want that illusion of control. Yeah. Whether it exists or not.
0: Yeah. Go 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 to any given crap table and give them a game of trouble. <laughs> you know, with the yeah. matic or something like no, yeah. You know, like you want f- it's, to. It's it's about the feel. Again, it's the skeuomorphism, right?
1: Yeah, and the the uh, the kind of uh, aesthetics of this, the kinesthetics of this feel really good. Like it mm-hmm. feels good. The sound effect rolling the dice is really satisfying. The way they kind of bounce and everything like it feels really good. Yeah. Um, one of the things that can happen in this uh, that I really love again, just kind of this nod to the simulation part of this is that you can quote unquote tilt, <laughs> um, and that's you know a lot of people who play D anD D have a You know a a place where you roll the dice like a box Mm -hmm. where they have to go if you roll too hard um, A dice can fly out of that hit one of the characters on the battlefield in the head (laughs) Like so like again simulating that this is on a tabletop and you hit you hit the display down there and then that gets added to another mechanic. Yeah, (laughs) um, which is super cool Like I love it and you can actually like if you luck out with this You can get really high value dice earlier than you're able to get them right like you can have a d20 roll out and end up in your Mm -hmm. in your quiver yeah. Um, you know before <laughs> you can actually attain a d20 yourself yeah.
0: yeah so you can make like a strategic a strategic decision about the way you want to throw your dice uh knowing that like okay i probably have more wiggle, wiggle room that is necessary here so that dice can actually be more useful to deploy uh to, you know with discretion later
1: yeah 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 i mean you, you can do it on purpose it also softens the blow of a failure yes like without an entire dice worth of value you're unlikely to make it mm-hmm. but it's a little bit of a consolation prize like hey you know, because you like missing dice can be really devastating. As we'll talk about, this game is very hard. Um, so failing these dice rolls can really suck. Mm-hmm. But just being like, well, you know, later you're going to be able to kind of control your fate a little bit and swing the tides into your advantage. Yes, yeah. super cool.
0: Yeah. Um, and you're going to be doing the, those either um a, a, a couple times, like in story sections, like for avoiding a trap or for avoiding an ambush. Like if you walk into a room where you've uh, done a fight already. And you want to, you know, just escape without fighting again? You can roll a dice to see if you manage to get away or have to fight again. Uh, but a lot of that is actually going to be happening in the combat itself, which is turn-based but influenced by a kind of, uh, you know, ratcheting or notching ATB system um, that uh, takes agility, which is based on your uh, character's uh, equipment weight, and also kind of an action point system uh, into account
1: yeah uh, and the the combat system of this i think is the the best part of it like the strength oh, yeah. all these aesthetic things we're talking about are really cool but i think this is actually a great jrpg combat system mm-hmm. um and reading reviews of it like this is generally really lauded some people are just like oh this is boring because you can't move around and like if it were a tactical thing like if i could actually do positioning mm-hmm. and stuff this would be like literal dream game yeah for me but as is if it's going to be rows of guys standing and punching one another like this is this is really close to some of my favorite yeah
0: jrpg combat yeah and they, they have like different conditions that will add um that will kind of i don't know like not model those distance kind of things they have modifiers that will kind of uh make certain attacks or certain approaches not viable for a certain number mm-hmm. of turns just as a condition of the fight
1: yes yeah. we'll get to those in, in a second we'll talk about yeah those um but yeah that is, or we'll talk about them when they come up actually probably yeah Um, but yeah, that is, uh, something they kind of try to emulate Mm -hmm. and successfully too. Um, I think,
0: (laughs) yeah. Um, you've got three fighters, which is, uh, which is good. Uh, your party consists of jock, um, G I a U Q U E. I'm going to say it as Jack or jock because, um, is not a name. I'm sorry. Jiki. (laughs) Jiki.
2: Yeah. Jiki. 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 Look at little Jiki go, uh,
0: Uh, Jiki is kind of your fighter. He can use uh, a great deal of kind of heavy hitting weapons. You have Lippa, who is your archer, uh, kind of your mm-hmm. dex finesse guy, and then you have Freya, uh, who is uh, a mage and a caster.
1: Yeah, all purpose caster, so yes. can do healing as well.
0: Um, and that's all you
1: really need. Yeah. You know, like I don't, I don't feel the need to. Uh, Lippa takes the place of a thief. Does mm-hmm. thief shit. Um, this is a, a full D and D party. Yeah,
0: and you have a great deal of ability to customize their skills and spells if you need to do some kind of hybridization on this yeah. to get somebody to serve, you know, multiple roles.
1: You can't. It's it's very hard to influence their. Uh, you can influence their stats. Like, there's probably a way to go through this and make Lippa a mage. Mm-hmm. You know, like give him the equipment that actually increases his magic power more. You'll never be as good as, as Free. It doesn't have that level of Final Fantasy Tactics customization. Right. Um, but there is a, a large degree of customization. Yeah. Um, one of the other things that models kind of directly from tabletop is you get two actions per turn, and it kind of functions as a major action and a minor action. Um, these are the kind of two, two sections. You can either attack, use magic or an item, which is your major action, or you can use a skill. Um, the, uh, the skills are really neat. They model a lot of things. A lot of them are like magic, but a lot of them would be... Uh, similar to in a tabletop game like a feat,
0: right? You're using so yeah. You can decide which of these you want to you you, you want to roll, um, and those skills can actually be inferred to you by the equipment that you're carrying. Um, and so you have to um, make selections as you kind of progress uh, about which skills you're going to have natively, but also your equipment um, has a, uh, a huge impact on your entire verb set within a battle. Um, and also, uh, if you, you know, want to save yourself some mana or if you don't have a viable move at the right moment, you can just skip one of your actions and then bump yourself up in the order to come around next time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm. Yeah. Um, and that we I mean, just to so it's not like um, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance where equipment literally teaches you skills and they no, become no. a part of your character. Um, you have skills that are just your characters have, but then there's stuff that is tied to equipment that is always tied to equipment mm-hmm. and you can tie other things to equipment as well. Yeah. Like you can customize equipment to add new skills to it. So you have a, like just a tremendous amount of freedom, uh, as to what verb set each of these characters is going to have. Um, all these skills and magic are governed, uh, by mana, which, you know, works in an interesting way here. Um, after you do an action, like a, the equivalent of a major action, uh, it will go up a minor amount automatically. Um, if you use items obviously and then people have the skill called meditation which does a thing that i've always wanted to do in d like i always wanted to make a monster <laughs> that rolls one of every dice
2: yeah
1: or his attack so he does a four six eight you know yeah 10 10 12 20 and you pretty much do that like you roll one of every dice mm-hmm. to uh to do the base level meditation yeah um and then you get mana based uh, back based on that
0: yeah there's like a, a base value and then the dice are a modifier on top of that yeah. yeah,
1: and one of the the interesting things about this is they don't let you hoard it. No, um, you uh, the longer you spend between battles, it continually count it counts down. Right. So if you're moving between different sections, if you're looking for the kind of critical path, if you're grinding or whatever, um, you can't ensure that you're going to go into a battle with full mana. Right. Like managing that and scaling it up is an important part of the early bit of any combat.
0: Right. Yeah, um, and that mana is going to be incredibly important because you're not going to just be attacking. Um, You know, using that for, like, evocation spells or whatever, because buffs, debuffs, and status effects, and uh, not only infla- inflicting those on your enemies, but managing them on your own people, uh, is crucial for victory. Like, a straightforward approach is not going to work beyond, like, maybe the first couple chapters, if that. Yeah,
1: almost ever. Yeah. You know, and that that's kind of what, uh, one of the things I think that makes this game special is that every combat is meaningful. Mm-hmm. So right off the bat, and the game tells you this, and it's, you know, maybe you don't believe it because it's like, oh, in the story, they're scared of goblins. Mm-hmm. Like, no, in this world, like, those guys are kind of a match for you.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, You know, if you fight them carelessly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: um, It does the, you know, it is part of a grander philosophy of its combat in that this is not a game to tune out to. This is a game to pay attention to and think about your actual moves and kind of manage things in min-max in this way that, like, feels very Western to me. Mm -hmm. You know, like that is that is a Western RPG trope and not an Eastern RPG trope.
2: Yeah.
0: And these fights are incredibly lengthy as well. Mm -hmm. You know, when you get into especially New Game Plus, there are fights that can last, you know, a whole half hour. Um, And frustratingly, you know, because of the way the difficulty goes up, um, you will often get a half hour into a fight, just barely think you're going to eek by. And then get a total party wipe and have to go back again. Like, these yeah. are these are momentous um, kind of things that you can't really... It, it never feels like you are rising above any kind of power curve.
1: No, no. The curve the curve rises to meet you.
0: Right. Uh, and sometimes overtakes you.
1: There are a couple of kind of shitty difficulty spikes. Uh, and almost all of New Game Plus is a huge
2: difficulty spike. Yeah.
1: Um, so much so that in, like, the spirit of disclosure, like, we didn't beat New Game Plus. We'll talk about yeah. that a little bit later. But, like, uh, you know, take away our amulets... Uh, you know, send us to the, the cuck mines to mine for cuck or, um, <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, we didn't cause it's, it's really, really hard and, uh, and time consuming. So like, I feel like this is actually awesome for like 85% of the game, you mm-hmm. know, like that's what I want. I never want to just like press a to get through a battle, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's the problem with this genre. It sucks. Um, but when it, that difficulty comes up to, you know, kind of crest that wave, and overtakes you or the parts where you do have to really kind of have to grind and do several battles in a row to get, uh, you know, for multiple reasons. But even if it's just to to beat a very tough battle, that's when it starts getting frustrating. Yeah. To me, like if it was the the base number of battles, you never had to do that. And you get the sense that like they wanted to do a game that was a single like a one night session of D&D. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we need to add more content to this. We can't charge eight dollars for like a four hour game. Right. You know that that would be if you didn't have to, or you know, like maybe like a six-hour game if yeah. you didn't have to uh, do that. you have, I have this feeling that like that feels like padding to me
3: mm-hmm.
1: in the worst possible way. So like when it works, like I welcome these like really, really tactical, really, really tough battles that are going to take me like a half hour, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be engaged the entire time. Yeah, you know, um, that's that's what I want. Yeah. It just falls down for me that other 15, 20 percent or so where uh, I've done the same. You know, I'm I'm just grinding liches. <laughs> you know, to like get stuff. Like I've done this fight a bunch of times to kill a glitch.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I just so something that I think is redeeming about. You know, other kinds of JRPGs, specifically like other Matsuno uh, kind of things, is the ability to really design and systematize your party in a way that, you know, even if the actual individual verb that you're doing in the middle of combat, you know, is making some relatively arbitrary decisions, you are succeeding by virtue of the decisions you made outside of combat. Here, it's incredibly difficult to actually kit yourself out or increase your avatar ability or skill specifically because of the way the game, you know, doesn't have like a store or, you know, makes it very difficult to go back. It's very much like a uh, like a poor get poor kind of thing. If you end up on the bad side of a curve, you really only <laughs> have the ability to grind against um, the things that are, you know, about as strong as the, as the thing that you are uh, hitting your head against to grind, you know, to grind past.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could always go back to an earlier area. And fight yeah. things and get, you know, that equipment up
0: like you and those yeah.
1: battles are easy. You know, it's not like the early battles scale to your level or anything. No, you know, if no. you go back to the first level, you will curb stop those goblins, you know, and, and uh, if you want, yeah. if you're still using no. that equipment, you can you can increase that.
0: Yeah, that wasn't the case for me.
1: <laughs> what, like what part of it?
0: Oh, like the, j- just that earlier battles would be no. uh, would, would be significantly, significantly easier or, you know, s- something you could chew through in order to in order to like grind yourself up. You know. Like you can
1: never go on autopilot. No. But you you have no risk of like I the way I my experience, other than so the the big grindy point of this that I think is everyone's big grindy point of it, um, the lich that I was fighting to get my equipment was still hard and stayed hard the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um when I went previous to that, when I fought like the demon encounter that was there or went back to like Skelebros, mm-hmm. uh it was I still you, like you can never go on autopilot.
0: Oh, right? yeah. And I'm, I'm not asking so, to like, go on autopilot. What I'm asking for is, OK, if I'm going if I'm going back to grind for something, I want to have, you know, something that will increase my <laughs> my likelihood of success going into it. I just I never felt like I I never felt like I got it, you know, got, got, got to the point where I wouldn't feel like, oh, well, I'm going to go back and grind and actually just spend a lot of time on something that's not going to gain me much of anything.
1: Would you? I mean, well, so if you go back to the early stuff, you're not going to gain the web. Like, we, this is getting ahead of ourselves because we haven't talked about the equipment stuff. But mm-hmm. if you go back to the early stuff and you're not getting equipment, you're using, like, you're mm-hmm. not going impre- to improve your powers. Right. Like, you're gonna you're gonna eventually skill up, you know, mm-hmm. gain new skills, but that's a minor thing. Your avatars don't level up. I don't know if you mentioned that. Um, but I don't like it, If I went back to you know a couple encounters back, because I there was a I knew this thing dropped a piece of equipment, and I'm still using that piece of equipment. Um, and it was a couple encounters back. It was never challenging for me. Mm-hmm. I, I can't sleep through it. Like, you can't tap A and just attack through anything. Oh, I, like I, I,
0: I don't want that to happen. I I'm, I'm, I'm just saying,
1: idea. I'm saying it for clarification to, yeah. to everybody who's listening, you know. Yeah. Um, but I never was in danger in those encounters.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I always felt
2: like I was in danger. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you do have to play, like, super cautiously still. Like, mm-hmm. it's still really deadly combat. So, like, yeah. you can't, like, not heal mm-hmm. in those things. You know, you can't uh, kind of go all out offense. Yeah, um, and and I feel like that's actually like when you say other Matsuno games, like maybe Final Fantasy 12 allows you to to do that, but in Final Fantasy Tactics, like if you go back to do things like the actual random encounters scale with
0: your level, they do. Yeah.
1: So so it it actually feels very similar to that to me. Yeah, but like, you're you also never like sleep like through a Final Fantasy Tactics, and, yeah. uh, fight either.
0: Yeah, like Final Fantasy Tactics, like you you you're increasing your avatar skills so much in that game. Yeah. You know, like, like it, like in a way that makes this feel like, you know, it is orders of magnitude less, (laughs) you know, yeah, it it, it gives you much less ability to actually like customize or tune the system that you're bringing into these fights.
1: Yeah. I mean, you you do, you do customize your characters less and you gain power slower Mm -hmm. for sure. And there's, and elements of that are tied to die rolls, Mm -hmm. right? So like it's random drops and that, that's, that's a bummer. Yeah. Like, whereas, you know, in a final fantasy tactics fight, like you're always going to come out with X more XP, here, if you do go and you fight the lich or the demon or whatever, and it doesn't drop the weapon you happen to be using, that's not going to help you. Yeah, boom.
0: Um, 20, Twenty, twenty-five more minutes. You
1: have to go back and yeah. do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're still getting more skills. Like you're still leveling up slowly, mm-hmm. but you don't level up quite as much. Yeah. I think that's actually balanced out by the, a little bit by the fact that like the when you do double up your equipment, like when you do gain new copies, that's a real appreciable difference. Mm-hmm. Like a plus two sword and a plus four sword are like worlds apart. Yeah. You know, I did I did the end with a plus 4 sword and it took me a while to get it, but like it was so much better than my, you know, plus 2 that I went into the fight with and and died.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just uh it, it is it is a short game with so few battles that going back and doing them over and over again doesn't feel as rewarding to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not my favorite part of it. No. You know, it's just if that's the trade-off for again for not being able to sleep through a fight, I'll take it 10 times out of 10. You know, like if if it's uh, you know, and and I'm not comparing it. Like it is not as good as Final Fantasy Tactics. That's what that's in my like top three games of all time. I think mm-hmm. that game is perfect, yep. actually. You know, um, the uh, so it doesn't have that going for it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's not quite there. Yeah. yeah, but it's still like any mechanic that is going to stop me from tapping a through a JRPG battle is a good mechanic. Yeah, whether it's like perfectly implemented or not.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just it's just like we're talking about different values in, in, in approaching these things. What I would want is, is is more of a more of an ability to strategize and again design, you know, to, to design the party to do what I wanted to do. Yeah, there's a little. I mean, there's definitely a little bit of that. Like oh yeah, going, I mean, you just want you know, more of like, it.
1: Yeah, not to not to clinic clinic your experience or anything, but like so one of the things that happened to me when I was grinding on that lich, which like sounds super sexy and good. Um, one of those things when I was grinding on that lich was, uh you know, my, like, Lippy was not doing, couldn't do damage on no, the game No, no, yeah. You know, he had one. And I was like, oh, like, what, why is that? And it was because of what he had equipped. Mm-hmm. You know, so you go through and I'm like, I'm going to add this spell to Lippy's Bow, mm-hmm. you know, and then I could damage the Lich. Yeah.
0: Like you do, have, you do have the ability to make those things easier. Uh, oh, for- oh, you certainly do. And that's another problem. So your equipment, um, the, like you're changing that most often to change the elements of your moveset, either to give yourself a new skill or certain items have just inherent advantages against different types of enemies. Um, when you're going back and grinding against fights that you already know, fights whose contents you already know, you can actually tune that. However, what I ended up having to do for most things was before every move, I would save, go into the fight, see who was doing what damage, um, find out a lot of the time that all of my damage dealers couldn't do anything with what they had, refresh, and then go in with something that would, uh, something that would go. I would be perfectly happy if they, you know, to, to to burn turns in order to change an, in order to change a weapon, if I didn't just get stuck in a fight that I had very little hope of winning because I didn't know to expect a zombie dragon at this particular point.
1: I, I think that they probably should have let you quit, uh, change equipment in battle. Yes. Like that would have been a good choice. I didn't have that experience like at all, though. Like yeah. I didn't uh, like a lot of times I would do minimal damage, but I always had something that character could do either in support or through self buffing, mm-hmm. which is really necessary eventually or debuffing. Yep. Would eventually get them down to a reasonable amount of damage. Yeah, you know it takes several turns, but if you, you know, impair the defense of that character and increase your weapon damage by twenty percent, like it makes a big difference.
0: Oh sure, yeah. I just couldn't get over the uh, most of the time when that happened, I couldn't get over the hump quick enough before the enemy would proc something that would give me, you know, again or that poor get poor kind of kind of sense. Mm.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it's one of the it's it's. I just I didn't have that experience. Like mm. I think that like it wouldn't have hurt anything to add some of the ease of use considerations you're talking about. Um, and it would be I don't a. I think that's choice. an ease of
0: use consideration. I think that that's just like adaptability, <laughs> like that, like that, that is something that in, increases like the like the tactical depth of the thing. You know, to, to to shore up. I don't feel like it's really that. It's not that positive to walk into a situation where you didn't have any control over over your disadvantage. You know, something as profound as like, well, your 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 main guy his his attacks and his skills only do one 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 point of damage, and you can maybe get it up to ten.
1: I, yeah, I could always get it more than 10. Like yeah. it would be a, a bigger investment than that. But like through the, the skills and stuff that I didn't, you know, and I don't feel like I was min maxing it that much. Mm-hmm. Like through the skills I had, yeah. it would sometimes take, you know, a couple like going through all my guys, you know, once or twice. Yeah. So like everybody working on it, but everybody could get viable. Um, You know, if, if everyone had an offensive spell, mm-hmm. you know, for emergencies, if his spell and physical attack, that's the only variety I really needed. Yeah. You know, almost every time.
2: Yeah. So it, I definitely just, didn't yeah. have
1: that save scumming experience.
0: Yeah, it just didn't it didn't shake out like that for me.
1: Yeah. So that's what when I say ease of use, I guess I mean uh nod towards consistency of experience.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, so it's like I think that would probably be a good addition. I wouldn't have like you know, I didn't like I don't think it would ruin the game by allowing you to change equipment mid battle. Mm-hmm. You know, have it take your turn. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that would probably be a good a good change.
2: Yeah.
1: I just wasn't impacted by the lack of that particularly
0: strongly. Yeah. Yep. Um something that can help you out um is the uh the the, the dice system that will you know that, that can give you a nudge um over some of those kind of immunity based or resistance based hurdles. Um and that is fed into by a kind of chrono cross style combo system where if mm-hmm. you can chain together several moves, um, you know, spells and skills um uh without repeating an element and these and your uh, enemies moves kind of contribute to this they they can break or continue a combo uh you will get ascending levels of bonus dice
1: it's not just um without repeating an element it's also without invalidating the one previous to it yes so yeah. every element eats another element in like a huge rock paper scissors gun yeah. stapler like, like in, in dynamite.
0: A, like in a super yeah. like vagrant story fiddly style way yeah <laughs> uh,
1: um and the nice thing is like instead of the reason why like I like it more obviously, I like it more than the Chrono cross one because it's not colors mm-hmm. like they're elements, so they have shapes right um so you can kind you just kind of have to memorize this Pokemon chart, you know uh, to get through it and using these dice is really crucial yeah um you know again, uh, you have to use everything to your advantage to like push through so like if you're not working on your combo um and it ends up creating these like I think pretty tactically interesting situations where maybe the thing that would do the most damage. Uh, Is not the thing that would extend my combo. So, do I want to bank this dice? And these dice are consistent. It's not like MP; Mm -hmm. you get to carry these between battles. Um, Do I want to bank this dice for the future, or do Mm -hmm. I want to, uh, you know, have a better shot of succeeding right now in this battle? Yeah. Um, And you get to choose them in any order. It's only the first action you do in a turn. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of kind of depth in this idea of like, what, which way should I should I shake out this turn? to get the most damage to my enemy and then also get an element that matches this chain that's going at the bottom.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, something that I love about the dice system is that a D4 is just as useful as a D20. They're just used for different things. Like once you realize the way that um, using a dice for accuracy works, like you want those D4s at your disposal. They are not just kind of garbage dice that you throw in along with something else because you, you you need to clear the way for better dice.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is something you have uh, some control over, increasing the values of your dice. Yes. So, like, uh, you know, that ends up being kind of a, a, a mandatory thing, too, is making sure you're getting high-valued dice. Um, the the premier encounter in the game, the hardest encounter in new game, um, the way that I ultimately beat, or the time I beat that, I don't know if I would have beat it otherwise, but because I had spent a bunch of time, you know, fucking a lich, <laughs> I, you know, came away from this with, like, a big stack of d20s. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's just like, oh, the first attack that has 100% chance to hit. you know here's here's you know i'm adding 5d20 damage onto it yeah you know which is and again that's that's super satisfying Mm -hmm. uh to roll all those bones when we talked about the tilt thing when you roll a dice out this is what it gets added to yes this is the dice pool for that
0: yeah just 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 goes into your little bag um pro tip if you're going to play this game always make sure you have dice lure active that is that that is a spell or no it's a skill you can put in that just kind of uh raises the level of the dice that you're going to get on the next combo
1: yes yeah, um, it's also something that another pro tip. If you're just starting out, you'll early on, you'll get some items that emulate that before mm-hmm. you get the effect. Go ahead and use those. Yes, because everyone will have dice lure eventually and those items will become worthless and uh, using them early on will give you a big advantage mm-hmm. with dice. Um, the way that uh, another use for these dice uh, that kind of ties into your character advancement and equipment system in this is that the end of the battle. Um, you get, uh, there are kind of the spoils. There's everything that the monsters were carrying that you could take. Um, and then a certain number of treasure points, uh, that you can, you can take, uh, that have like a value. So this sword is worth 60 points. This shield is worth 90. Um, I have 200 points Mm -hmm. and you have to choose what treasure you want to take. Um, you are, it's, you know, maybe I feel like about half the time I was able to take everything. Yeah. So a lot of times this involves making choices for like how you're trying to build your character or what seems most useful now. Mm -hmm. um, but if you need a little edge, if you have extra dice, you can convert these to treasure points yes. uh, directly in that menu, and it's for their full dice value. You don't have to roll. Right. Um, so this can be really useful. Um, you know, it makes another kind of like interesting tactical decision with bosses because bosses tend to have at least one very high value item mm-hmm. that they drop behind, and uh, you're likely to use your dice to com- to beat them. But if you're able to hold out and you know beat them without using this advantage, you can you know more likely to grab really high value treasure yeah at the end
0: yeah or you can just hold on to your dice and keep them for whatever difficult thing is surely behind that they need to speak yep yeah no that's good I, I like the battle point system like as a kind of proxy for the um for the you know having like a shop or a drop system like you're, it feels yeah. like you're like drafting them you know drafting the yeah. items out of a out of a pool
1: i feel like it, it's it feels a little bit like a real real abstraction of carry weight yeah in an rpg like, you know, we can't take all this stuff with us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there aren't any shops. There's not an economy in this game. No, no. Um, another thing that I think that would probably help this game, like if there was a Crimson Trout 2, which there won't be because nobody knows about this game. <laughs> but if there was one, I would love a an ability that broke down old equipment, mm-hmm. you know, for, for a resource. Yeah. I think that would be a really smart addition because you end up with a lot of stuff that's just kind of clogging up your inventory that you're never going to use. Yeah.
0: And if I could turn that into like, say, a couple more mana healing items or something like that. Yeah. You know, yeah, like even if, them, even if the conversion expensive. rate
1: was, yeah, exactly. Like even if the conversion rate was not favorable,
0: right, it would still be really good. Yeah, just a way to just a way to make sure that you are, um, yeah, working it right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, when a piece of equipment gets a little bit outdated, uh, it doesn't always just kind of like have to stick around to be useless. Sometimes you can find an identical copy of that one and then use another function here called melding to fuse the two of them together and maybe you know, a plus one or plus two version of an older weapon, uh, will still be useful or more useful than whatever your kind of highest damage thing is. Um, in addition to that, like the older thing that you just upgraded may also end up, um, having a skill or a, uh, you know, an advantage against an enemy type to make it still worth holding around. But like what we're getting at here is this meld system is a way to, you know, it's kind of the the primary way of improving the effectiveness of your characters. Yes. Yeah. So the uh, and
1: it's, you know, it is, as we mentioned before, and and we were talking about uh, the repeating battles thing, it is a subtle way. um, And the but the way it expresses it's the reason it's subtle or slight, the reason why it ends up being incremental is because uh, if you have a piece of armor, you the enemy may not drop that. Mm-hmm. If it does and you can change that armor from zero to plus one or from plus one to plus two, that's a big difference. Yes. Um, it actually makes like a huge difference in your resistances. It makes a big difference in your HP. Um, it does a lot. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, you don't always get it, no. you know, so you can kind of see there's a little bit of inelegance there where like the if you got the armor you wanted every time. You know, like if you just got to choose which armor you wanted to buy, and yeah, like at the I end know. of a, a battle, it would go. It would be way too quick. Mm-hmm. Like you would just do that every time, and it would happen instantly. Yeah. So they have to, you know, it's it's not a a, a perfect marriage of these things. What it does mean, though, is that like when you do happen to land. Uh, and, and you're getting the stuff the enemy is using. Yes. So even early on in a battle, like I ended up using, um, the night sword was my final sword for, for jock. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when I would fight an enemy and they had the night sword, you know, I'd rub my hands together. Cause I was like, oh man, I'm <laughs> going to, I'm going to get that sword. It's going to be a huge, huge bonus. Yeah. You know?
0: Yep. Um, um, and the way, the way you know that they're doing that because they're just little miniatures, how could you tell they're holding it when they attack you? It says, oh, they swing such and such at you. So like that yeah. is a way to signal, um, what you're going to be picking up.
1: Yeah. Um, the other thing you can do with meld is you can add um, scrolls to items that give you that spell. Yeah. Um, so if you have a hat and you put you know tornado two on your hat, you can now cast tornado two. Mm-hmm. Um, this is you know mostly I found useful for div- diversifying my physical attackers. Yes. Uh, more than anything, um, and then shoring up my uh, my mage. Another kind of like pro tip is when you're starting out, um, there's you get uh, heal rings uh, really early on give your two non-casters a heal ring and they can cast heal. Yes. And then you you if everybody in your party can heal, it's kind of hard it's like hard much harder to lose.
0: Yeah. So this. use your major action to heal and then use a skill to uh to damage.
1: Yeah, or set up for the next turn yeah. to do big damage on the next turn.
0: So this game is really heavy on uh, boss battles and bigger uh, kind of encounters, as we've alluded to. There are, you know, quite few encounters compared to, um, you know, any other JRPG. And this is augmented by the fact that there is no traditional dungeon navigation. Instead, you have this map where you can select which room you want to go to. And each of these rooms is going to contain a short scene, you know, between your characters or, you know, introduce a new combat encounter.
1: Yeah, yeah. And one of the the things that I find um, so the way this map is portrayed is like a tabletop map. Yeah. Like it's a hand drawn like looks like it you know in the back of module, you know, A1 D4, <laughs> you know, you know, Revenge of the Beholders or whatever. And like the uh one of the things I think is also a weakness of this game that like, you know, I love a lot is that it requires a lot of backtracking mm-hmm. in a way that's not necessary. Yeah. Um you don't you don't hit every map on every room on the map. And uh, at first, when this first started happening, I was like, I wonder if this is some kind of misguided attempt to emulate something in tabletop gaming. Hmm. And it's really not. No. Um, you very rarely backtrack through a dungeon in uh, when when I play D&D. Um, so I, I, I don't know what that I think it, just, it might just be to save assets like these are the rooms we have. We have to hmm. get a lot of use out of them. Yeah. Um, so this navigation ends up being important. Like you're not just making your way forward, but it's also not a maze or a puzzle. Right. It's, you know, you make your way, you get to a, a dead end or a locked door and you go back and you check the areas you've already been for your characters to notice something new. Yeah. Um, it kind of emulates like, you know, spot hidden or whatever, like find secret rooms. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it, it doesn't feel the same as mm-hmm.
0: that. No, no. Like oftentimes you will, you know, find a hidden switch and you'll hear, a you know, a sound off in the dungeon and it will tell you roughly like, oh, you need to go to the northeast or you know, sometimes you'll find a key whose crest matches um, a door that you saw previously that was made note of. So, like, those are your hints. And what it feels like they're emulating to me is kind of like a uh, like a, like an adventure game almost. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, and there are elements where it actually is I mean, not a puzzle, but it is it is testing your memory. Yeah, you know, like I know I've seen this crest somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but- and it, this makes it sound. Um, super tedious where it's like, oh, I have to go back through all these rooms and fight in every single one of them. Like no. no, you can skip them and just go directly to the place nine times out of 10.
0: Yeah. That is something that is awesome about this. I love navigating a place by kind of selecting things off of a menu. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you just on the bottom screen, drag around and say, I want to go here. And then with every step or, you know, every kind of like distance of movement, you get a little drain on your MP. But like if you if you cross through a combat room, you do not have to fight that encounter. You only end up doing that encounter if that is the the destination that you're hitting.
1: If you land on it. Yeah. And when you're going back and, and either kind of grinding for monsters or you're going back to see if there's anything you missed um there's a mechanic i didn't notice until like this is the second time i played this game and until halfway through this time where uh you can see little footprints on the map mm-hmm. that show that you can hear monsters yes in that room so you know better than to stop in there mm-hmm. um so the way that the, all the way that's all presented i think is is actually pretty great i wish there was a little bit less like backtracking or it had been like a navigation or a puzzle challenge yeah. like a little bit more of a key component not just kind of like I got to the end. Let's head back and see what I missed.
0: Yeah. Um, And there are a couple of backtracking things where it's like, okay, you clear out a room, you go to like literally anywhere else, and then you go back to the room that you were just in and something will have changed. Like an enemy will have disappeared or you will find a a key. That stuff is a little bit crazy because you could, you know, if you were not doing like I was doing and kind of following a bit of a guide almost – um, telling you like, Hey, this is what you need to do. You would end up, um, hitting every single thing and then out of desperation, going back to the place that you were at. And then, Oh, all of a sudden, yeah, I didn't have to do all those extra steps. I just needed to like dip out and dip back, dip back in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, it, it mostly works.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you advance the plot by going to the right rooms in the right order to kind of progress through the games, um, for chapters. And things are complicated by the fact that you only get a small part of the story, um, or half of the story, really, by going through the regular new game. Um, New Game Plus, uh, changes things significantly after the, th- after the second chapter, um, <laughs> as you, uh, get to the true ending. And we'll talk about the way that articulates. I think narratively, that's really cool. Um, we didn't beat New Game Plus, um, and get the mm-hmm. true ending, uh, because of the way that it articulates through gameplay.
1: Yeah, it just, it really ramps up the difficulty. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not, so it end up being frustrating for our purposes of playing. Um, and I generally don't like, like, a new game, play, like, you have to beat the game twice to get the whole story mm-hmm. kind of thing. The way this kind of works, it presents alternate realities. Yeah. Which I kind of like. Like, this is one end, like, you get an ending. Yeah, you get a the, good ending. Like get, yeah, I
0: like the way it ends. Yeah. It's, it's a real not, bummer. Yeah.
1: Like, the way that you mentioned it, it's not like you get half the story. You just get, like, what if things went wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, and then you get what if things went right. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the second time. Um, but and and when I say that it is the new game plus was too difficult for me, at least um, like it's the the depth of the combat is here enough to make that work. Mm-hmm. If I really wanted to put the time into it and had the time to put into it. Yeah. You know, like it, it is there for. But it's presented as something to get the the good ending and get story content. It's not presented as like a bonus. Right, right. Which is like a good way to do a new game, like a harder new game plus, especially one this hard.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so you know. when we say that this game is short, um, I beat the regular new game in seven and a half hours. Um, by the time I called it quits about an hour before we recorded, um, my play clock listed something along the lines of um, 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was only a little ways into chapter three on new game plus, um, because it doesn't take the, because the play clock doesn't take failed attempts into account. It's probably closer to like, it took me 10 hours to beat the main new game. And then I probably put maybe a total of 20 hours into a failed attempt at new game plus.
1: Yeah. So not 30 hours total, but like right. an extra 10 hours. Yes. You
2: mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, similar, you know, similar situation mm-hmm. for me, I think my, my play clock was 12, uh, at the end but you know the, a lot of that was you know i did die yeah. um so it it's it's a real real challenge and i think one of the things that again uh that i think is a fault in this is that that challenge ramps up way too quick yeah um the difficulty curve of this has that matsuno thing where like it's uneven mm-hmm. and that's something he loves to do right like you know in final fantasy tactics you're going to have to fight wyograph at some <laughs> point um and that's not you know we taught that's like the one flaw to that game you know mm. like you 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 have this like really satisfying good challenging difficulty curve and all of a sudden there's something that you really have to be you either have to exploit or grind like crazy to get past yeah um this game does that and then new game plus is really representative of that it's like if you were going through final fantasy tactics but every battle had an assassin <laughs> in it yeah. you know it is just uh it's it's real harsh so too harsh is definitely a flaw i can almost see what they're going for because you know it's a it's a Super super tough game that requires a lot of thought, and you can still get through a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But when it when it pushes that throttle too far, you can definitely
0: feel it. Yeah. yeah, you know, there's a there there's a definite sense that at a certain point, and that point will be different for everybody else. The game just doesn't want you to continue.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just I mean, it, well, I mean it wants you to go back and get stronger. Yeah, you know, like it wants you to wants you to do that, and your your appetite for that will depend on how engaging you find the battle system mm-hmm. and how yeah. much you still want to play.
0: How, like, how, how good you got.
1: Yeah, or I mean, well, I mean not how good, you, like, how good you want to get, yeah. you know, because you, you will. So it's it's kind of interesting, like everything that we're talking about with it as far as these repetitive elements, mm-hmm. these grindy elements, like I think one of the, and this could be a, a values thing because the way that you, you were talking about it, how it just kind of feels like your avatars aren't getting better, mm-hmm. like to make your avatars commensurately better, um, like the amount of time that I I grinded to... Like Kill the Witch Kings, which is the the marquee boss mm-hmm. and it's the orange and Smoe of of Crimson Shroud. Um, to kill the Witch Kings is probably not more than the amount of time I grinded to get Wall in Final Fantasy Four, or to beat Wygraph, um, or to get commensurately stronger in a regular JRPG, where in that span I might have fought a hundred battles instead of five. Mm-hmm. You know? So the amount of time is not actually that different. It's the way because, it feels. Yeah. And I think that the way it feels is better. Mm. For me, I would. I never want to. Gr- you know, I don't want to fight something. You know, again, like, and I know you're not saying that you want this. I'm not setting you up as a straw man who wants yeah, like just yeah. baby games that you put the drinking bird on your A button. Like, I know that's not that's not you. Mm-hmm. But for me, like, I will take. You know, these demanding hard battles that, that take you know a long time, and I don't get through very many of them before I will take what I traditionally associate with a grind.
2: Yeah. It
0: just, so I I like, yeah, I don't want to get too far into like the final judgments on this. I'm like crazy into the basics of this game. And like, I think new game plus or not new game. Plus the regular new game was like a really good and like, just kind of like great experience. Sorry. I was repetitive there. Um, you know, there was a certain point, you know, beyond the witch Kings, um, and into (laughs) new game plus where it's like, I just really, really soured on this because once they increase the stress and the strain, um, on (laughs) once they increase the stress and the strain, like the seams in their systems and kind of these weird little kind of friction points and inconsistencies, like all of that gets amped up to the point where like, I, it was a huge burden off of my shoulders when I was like, okay, you don't have to beat new game plus because this is just way too much.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely more than I wanted to. Like I quit as well. Yeah. I just I I think, that, and you're not even necessarily claiming this. I I just reject the idea that it is inherently worse than the same amount of more traditional time spent gaining levels.
2: Yeah, it is. It, know, feel, it
0: feels like um you're carrying more over from your effort um just because you know there the 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 likelihood of success is a little bit higher you're going to like no matter what you do it's like the dragon quest kind of thing right where even oh, yeah, if, yeah, yeah even if you can't get through it you're going to be able to carry something forward
1: and and I and I hate that about Dragon Quest,
0: like yeah. it, because the process of getting there is not fun. Oh no! Like what I would so, want, like <laughs> well, well, know, that, I, I want both. Get you a man who can do both, you know. Like just like the, it doesn't have to be an either or kind of thing. Like yeah. this hinted at something that could have been fucking amazing for my set of values, and it just fell short again once they put too much strain on it.
1: And that's and that's what Final Fantasy Tactics is, yeah. which does do both, you know. And that's and that's why it's on the rare list of like perfect, you yeah. know, RPGs where like yeah. if if. I have to choose between, like, you know, if you can't have both, Mm -hmm. I would rather not be bored in the process than like that is more important to me than not making that progress. Like, I don't want to, you know, a progress quest like I don't want to watch numbers go up. That's not important to me. Mm -hmm. The important thing to me is that while what I'm doing is engaging. Yeah. And that's what this does. And other games do that. It's not unique. Right. Like, like, another series that gets up pretty well is Persona, right? Like Mm -hmm. Persona, you can't clock out during battles. No, and the uh, and they're you know they're hard, but you do have that a greater mm-hmm. sense of progression. Like you can find games that do both. Yeah, I think that games where it's just Dragon Quest oh, are yeah. literally no. a dime a dozen. Like that's almost every JRPG.
2: Yeah,
0: like ninety nine percent of JRPGs is that. Yeah, and like like so, this is one of the reasons why I'm a huge booster for like Final Fantasy VIII, where there is a real trick to designing your party to you know to, yeah. to, to hit stuff you know like I think that works really well I think that like that's carried forward in Final Fantasy 9 10 um, handles a tactical combat like this and makes the uh, and makes the um, uh, you know status effects and kind of buffs work very well like in their favor I think that compared to like you know it's, it's kind of like in political polls would this candidate win against a generic Republican or Democrat this would definitely win against a generic JRPG I just think that I don't, I don't know it's it, it feels weird to use this as a proxy against Against, against a, uh, against a regular bog standard dragon quest kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a different thing. And I think yeah. the, what it, what's interesting is like the things that would make it. So like, I love Final Fantasy eight and I love Final Fantasy 10. Mm-hmm. Um, you still get through 90% of that game just tapping a, mm. like you don't have to think for most of those encounters. Like 10 has that tactical thing with the effects and stuff, but you don't have to utilize them unless it's the boss. Right. You know, most of the fights you just kind of tap a through
2: yeah.
1: that, the lack of that is a huge thing for me. Yeah. You know? And so the the things that end up scaling above it like round into the the category you know like it puts it in a really high percentile without being in the perfect tier mm-hmm. because it is uh, you know like you said it would be the average yeah. you know like that yeah. that Dragon Quest thing that people are always talking about as like a thing that like it's it's a weird it's a part of me that I don't you know and I've talked about this a couple of times it comes up on fireside chat and stuff like being being boring or meditative is almost is very rarely a strength for mm-hmm. me in a game that isn't like Proteus or isn't you know, like a straight up walking simulator. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want a game. That's just like, I can tune out and just have it be easy. That's not appealing to me. Usually For,
0: for, Um, for, for me, it comes down to, and again, this is just a values thing. Like we're just talking about like things that we like in different, in different measures. So like, if this sounds like it's a fight, it's not for me, it doesn't matter if the baseline is that you can approach it in a boring way. What matters is like, if I want to engage with it in a higher way, that's where it becomes interesting for me is making it interesting for myself by engaging with the system.
1: Yeah. 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 And 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 there are games that hit that balance perfectly. Yeah. You know, and do both. Like again, there are games that do both. Mm-hmm. Um it's like there you know, there's A and there's B. Yeah. And this... A is extremely common, B is extremely rare. Uh AB is the rarest blood type mm-hmm. in this in this scenario, you yeah. know. And yeah,
0: Yeah. I just, this game doesn't rise to perfect or to, you know, like the, like the, the upper echelon for me, in spite of all of its great ideas and just the wonderful presentation and just, you know, like a general structure that I can really, really get behind because it doesn't have enough of a, for me in this, and I don't think something that is pure B is, you know, something I can get down with or say is like, yes, this, this actually fires on every cylinder and I don't think that, you know, an element of A actually compromises or makes the would, – would make the overall thing worse in general. Like certain elements of A wouldn't, you
1: know. Right. Like this, this would be incomprehensible if somebody started in the middle of this conversation. So hopefully people are following our A-B nonsense. But like yeah. you know, certain elements wouldn't. Um, if it were, you know – I would, did you ever um, end up playing Darkest Dungeon? Yeah. Okay. Like that's a good example to me of a game that is mostly B. Mm-hmm. Like you don't make a lot of progress on your avatars. Through doing that, and that progress yeah. is mitigated by the fact that you can't take high-level characters into low-level dungeons and stuff. Mm-hmm. But B to me is more perfect. Like I prefer that's in the you know the upper ten percentile, not the upper one. You know, it's not in the Final Fantasy Tactics tier, but it's in that upper ten percentile because it's not it eschews A, yeah. you know, in the situation. Like that's you know that's another example of a game that i think is kind of similar to this mm-hmm. um in your progression and the amount how demanding it is
2: yeah
0: i i, uh, I thought that a uh, darkest dungeon gave you a little bit more persistent benefit from your for, for, from your efforts than this one did
1: it does a little bit with the town
0: yeah. thing yeah. like
1: you know you unlock stuff that makes
0: things easier but your
1: individual avatars don't get that much yeah or powerful. Yep. And again, you just you
0: know? need like you know, you just need trace amounts. I just need some you know some considerations. You know, I, I just uh yeah, that, that 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 is what I would like. Is I'm on uh, JRPG
1: Atkins, is, man. What? Like I It's <laughs> all just sticks yeah, with
0: bacon yeah. and butter on them. Like I don't. <laughs> but but, but need that French but, fry. But what what, what <laughs> I what I don't want this to come across like it makes it, it it makes me feel like I'm advocating for you know just sitting down and chewing on a Cookie big clicker. old bag of corn. Like, yeah, a a, a, a a big old bag of cornmeal. That's not what I want. And I don't want to, like, set these up in such opposition that wishing for this to be softer puts me all the way back into, like, I want to, again, like, have a, a cookie clicker or something like that. Like, that is not what I'm advocating for.
2: Yeah.
1: No, no, I don't I don't think you are. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just I think we've articulated the, the difference in values. Like, I think that if you can get that balance between the two right, that is also more perfect and better. Yeah. You know, like the games that do do that better, I think are better. Yeah. It's just if, you know, if I have to choose pure A or pure B, I'll choose pure B.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, but I prefer A, B in the right ratio. Yeah. So. Yep. The, uh, I just, I just think that I think that the reason why I'm being, uh, contentious at all is because, and I know you're doing this, but part of me is just like, nobody talks about this game and I want to get like, I, it's one of those things that reminds me when we did, um, bloodlines and like i was like oh there's like so few of these kind of first person you know rpgs like that each one should have a national holiday mm-hmm. like i feel like there's so few really really hard b emphasis jrpgs mm-hmm. that i i think each one is worth like celebrating in like kind of a serious way
0: oh and it's definitely you know, worth it's like, like looking at it and i think that i think that calling out these parts where like it, it like the, those rough edges rub up against each other is part of honoring what this thing is
1: yeah yeah it's not you know i'm not i it's I'm sure it seems like I am Mary suing or not Mary suing. Like I am white knighting for this game. Mm-hmm. God tropes. Um, but I'm like white knighting for this super hard. But I'm just, it's that idea that like when I was playing it, even though I was experiencing some of the same frustrations you were having when I was lich grinding, I was, you know, I wasn't, that wasn't the best. Yeah. But I was just like, man, this is weird and cool. Yeah. Uh, And, and that is super valuable. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, it's very like- really similar. It's, it's real similar to like, I mean, it makes it in line with you and I's different kind of game demographics looking at watch out for fireballs because it's the thing that you will do for narrative that i won't do oh yeah
0: i mean like in, like when you say hey weird and cool weird and cool is my language man <laughs> like i can appreciate those academically and just like say like yeah this is fucking great and and new without <laughs> while also acknowledging that like even though i was having a great time with this 80 percent of the time that 20 percent just made me like i like made me want to procrastinate if i'm looking for other things to do like last night instead of playing more of this i played bloodborne because mm-hmm. I just I, I couldn't face looking at more of New Game Plus. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and, <laughs> and that's not and, that's not know,
0: a good sign, you know?
1: And I tapped out as well at New Game Plus. Yeah. Like and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. You know, so I totally get that. I just the uh, you know, it is it's just something that I'm willing to round up and forgive a lot for mm-hmm. something that that has that kind of value yeah. to it. Um the uh good, let's <laughs> let's well, you shake hands. And then uh uh, don't, you know, mom and dad aren't fighting kids. No,
0: no, we just, uh, well, yeah. Well, no, we always, we, we always agree on everything. Right.
1: Yeah. That's why, according to our, our one-star reviews, <laughs> um, to, uh, we'll just cut this out in SoundCloud and email it to all those people yeah. individually. So <laughs> I guess back? Yeah, you think we
0: agree? Listen to us agree at the end of this. Yeah. Li- listen to us. Just agree back. very loudly on the majority of what this is and yeah. then disagree on the trace amounts that would have, that would or would not have fixed this
2: thing.
1: Like look at, look at us debate until we understand each other better. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> um, this, uh, so this was made, as we mentioned, um, you know, made by Matsuno, and it's part of kind of a line, this, uh, this part of collection of smaller games by these prominent developers that are put out on the 3DS e- eShop. Yeah. Um, part of something called Gildo 1. Yes. Um, and there was a follow-up called uh, Gildo 2 to this as well.
0: Yes. Um, these were given retail releases in Japan, I believe. Like, hmm. they were sold as a big package, uh, and that was something that actually counted against it in Famitsu, which is like, yeah, like, this is way too inconsistent for us to say it's a good product. Um, even though, like... uh, contracting with these individual developers like they got suda 51 to do you know to to do one of these and Mm -hmm. having them make these kind of bite-sized experiences and then putting them out as like a collection or a label like that's amazing
1: yeah i want more Uh, of that it's it's real like boutique yeah in a cool way the one i hear about that i still haven't played is attack of the friday monsters yeah
0: that's the one everyone loves i i really don't think you would like that (sighs) yeah It's 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 fun and cute in a we're gonna be running around as kids in a Japanese town kind of way, and I think that the story is overall pretty 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 fun. But like, there isn't enough play there to like I think really really get you it's a real uh barnholt
1: game like he brought it up when i did the retronauts on slow life games like yeah yeah like it's it's
0: just like you know it's like three hours of running around and there's like a little bit of like a collectible kind of thing to it like uh you're building these cards with little notes but like Mm -hmm. mostly it is you trying to solve this mystery of where these monsters are coming from there's a weird um that's
1: that tends to be a subgenre of like game that's like let's emulate Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of comes up that's not like always my favorite thing, yeah you know like what if what if we were in Japan? like that ends up being kind of frustrating to me. still looking forward <laughs> to the yakuza yeah, but like I understand that as like a, an appeal for a lot of people mm-hmm. you know like um having a fat you know and that and that's you know a big part of like I liked persona three and four in spite of that. Like my, you know, my, you know, my driving force is not, man, do I want to be a high school student in Japan? (laughs) You know, like, God, that sounds cool. You know, that's not me.
0: I'm fine fine with that in doses. Like, it's not like, you know, Taku fascination, but it's more like, oh, this is, this is forward. And I feel like I'm learning something, even if this is a large cartoon version of it. Like you're just getting like a different flavor um, of that different stuff, but it's, you know, small doses that cannot carry uh, kind of an entire experience for me.
1: Yeah, 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 it's it's you know it's 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 fine. Like yeah. it make you know it, it it it's a it's a fine setting for mm-hmm. the thing. It's just not specifically an appeal. Like it wouldn't be a back up box bullet point for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, um, there's one game in in these. I forget if it I forget if it's in Guildo one or Guildo two. Uh, Starship Damray, which I learned, which I just learned about by looking into this. It's like a survival horror thing set on a ship where like none of the mechanics are explained. It is hmm. just like, hey, we're gonna throw you into it, and then like part of the mystery is figuring out how the game works
1: it's in uh, it's in 2 okay yeah um yeah like uh yeah a lot of these look like kind of cool yeah you know i i would check them out like the uh weapon shop o or weapon shop the omas which i don't really know anything about other than the <laughs> fact that it is a Fantasy rhythm RPG, uh, so like rhythm stuff is is appealing to me. Yeah,
0: and also like that title makes me think that it's about running a weapon shop in a JRPG, which which I'm into. <laughs> yeah. Like
1: literally, make me do anything in a JRPG that isn't JRPG shit, and like I am on board. <laughs> like I just don't want to fight slimes for hours. Like yeah. the um yeah. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the plot and setup for this game.
0: Yes, so since this is a Matsuno game, um, there's a ton of history and world detail because that's kind of his jam. Um, And that feeds into the plot itself. Um, What you need to know um, is that there is a church and a senate in this kind of kingdom or this broad land uh, that are always battling for control. And while magic isn't widespread, there is this race of people called the Kish. Um, I'm going to say that because I don't want to say the quiche. Um, uh, who <laughs> it's a
1: piece of uh, breakfast called the quiche?
0: <laughs> yep, yeah. a, a delicious savory egg pie called the quiche. Um, uh, who have magical properties? Um, there are these, you know, this group of people without a homeland, um, and there are these artifacts called gifts uh, that were are considered to be, uh, you know, gifts from God that gr- uh, grant to these magical abilities as well. Yeah, I mean, there's really just the, the one, I believe, which no, is no, the, like, the t- like,
1: it's just Shroud.
0: Yeah, so the Shroud is the main one. This is like an object of legend. There are more mundane um, kind of regular gifts that are just like magical items. Uh, one of your characters, Lippy, has, oh, yeah, has you're, two you're gifts. Correct. Like he has a magical arm and a magical eye.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, um, the, the big capital G gift is the Shroud. Yes. And that's the one that's the source of like magic in general. Yeah. You know, is the idea is like that's, you know, in the mythology that brought magic to the world. Um, you know, which we, turns out, whoa, maybe there's a fist. Um, <laughs> there, is there a dark church involved? Sign Matsuna up. Um, so the, the story, um, uh, is kind of set in a mesh, uh, motion as this, uh, senator hires three chasers, um, which are like bounty hunters or adventurers yeah. in this well,
0: world. Which are, which are Matsu, Matsuno, um, protagonists. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very much
1: so. Yeah. Um, to venture into these ruins, to find a forbidden manuscript called in defense of hearsay, like, come on, uh, like this is uh, in, this in is, defense of heresy. Heresy, thank yeah. you. Um in defense of hearsay. I didn't I didn't I don't actually know, but I heard that that's good. Um, the uh so the, the, the this is the you know the most Matsuno thing that's ever been. Uh-huh. Right? Like this is literally the uh you know Final <laughs> Fantasy Tactics plot. Um, and it's carried by this monk named Andalay. Yeah. And uh yeah. So these and these ruins also happen to house the Crimson Trow, which is the source of magic in that world. Yes. Um one of the things I love about this setup and in general is that I talked about earlier how this represents a single like D&D session. Mm-hmm. Um, this implies like a series of adventures for these characters. Like mm-hmm. you could straight up just make a campaign setting based on this <laughs> um, and and it would work. Yeah. You know, like it feels like it's, you know, if you if you're looking at it's like if you have a map and you put you draw a circle around you know the bottom of a glass. <laughs> all we're seeing is what's in that circle. But you can imagine all of the map around it. Like yeah. it gives the feeling of being part of a complete whole.
0: Yeah. And that's what I love about Matsuno's world design.
1: <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Like, and something I love in in like a broader sense of Western fantasy through an Eastern lens, mm-hmm. kind of thing. It is like one of my favorite kind of uh, you know subgenres of of kind of fl- you know flavor for something. Yeah. You know, obviously with Dark Souls, um, but also you know Final Fantasy Tactics, Vagrant Story, that kind of like gritty low fantasy, mm-hmm. like Western fantasy, but done by you know through kind of an Eastern lens is so good. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I don't know what it is exactly about that combination that just works for me really,
0: really well. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's a similar version of like silent Hill or resident evil being super fun because they are Eastern takes on Western horror and I hope we're not like being really weird about like talking about broadly the way that Eastern people interpret Western stuff. Like that is literally what's happening with those, with, with those Japanese teams, like looking at American source material.
1: And if I was thinking about it, like if, if that is weird, um, you know, this would be like a, a Western fantasy game that is developed by a Western artist feels very different. Mm-hmm. Like Skyrim, you know, like that that take, Bethesda's take on on fantasy is so feels so different. Like there's such a different flavor. You know, Outlast is a Western take on horror. Mm-hmm. You know, there are like they feel very different. So there's something there. Yeah. You know, there's something to that thing. Whether we're articulating it perfectly, I don't know. But yeah, it's we didn't imagine it is the important thing. Right. So
0: So the action proper begins with chapter one, um, where we get this uh, introduction um, to the world and the characters. We have a character named Flint who is standing over a wounded Kish woman named Freya um, and asking, like, interrogating her about uh, her partner, uh, the Chaser Jack.
1: Yes, and this is a framing device that we will kind of keep seeing. Yes, um, you know this kind of flash forward. Yeah, to what we're doing. You know, it's very evident that we're being told a
0: story, which is another Matt Sono, uh trope. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can actually make Flint be a real dick to her by giving her, like, poison medicine and choosing whether to uh, force the information out of her.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because you're controlling him. Yes. You know, at this point. Um, And his his place in this plot, like, you know, when you start out, you're like, for sure, this guy is going to be the villain. Right. You know, so when I talk about this implying a larger world or implying kind of a cool campaign setting, that is that kind of classic... Uh, kind of gray morality mm-hmm. to this. You know, it is not quite, you know, black and white.
0: Yeah. Because he um, like he's an agent of the of the broader authority. Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs>
1: um so as as Fria is telling uh Flint the story, we get this flashback to to Jock, uh, Freya and Lippy um at the kind of exterior of this ruins, encountering some goblins. Um so this is our first bit of combat yes. uh in the game. Um early on you have um they're kind of introducing the mechanics right away because there is a uh you know, you an uh, arrow flies at you <laughs> and you get a chance to choose how you're going to deal with it. And there's a dice roll.
2: Yeah,
0: it depends on that. this is not always going to happen. But it's a good way to introduce a dice roll outside of like an immediate combat decision to yeah. actually it's show also the like, first, go first
1: dice you roll, too.
0: Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. Um, and so you have a fight with these with, with these guys and, you know, you're fighting some goblins. And as we said, kind of at length, you know, regular goblins can wreck your shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the game, you know, the tutorial's on at this point and is telling you, you know, you have like it's it's interesting because it's not uh a lot of times like when a tutorial will tell you something that's an ease of use thing, like you can mm-hmm. just ignore it. Yeah. And get through it. Like, you know, I like talk to Allison about Breath of the Wild and she's like, oh, I, I got through the whole game without cooking.
2: And I'm oh, like, wow. oh. like you, you you can
1: do that. Like you can you can yeah. just ignore a lot of the systems. Um you really shouldn't here. No. So the game the game literally just says like, Hey, try uh debuffing. Mm-hmm. Try applying this this buff. Try applying this debuff. Yeah, it says, like, and you're getting that rhythm.
0: Yeah, it'll give you like a little mission inside of this first encounter that says, "Hey, you probably should have, uh, Freya cast kind of protect on herself because if, as long as is alive, everybody's happy."
1: Yeah, and she and she has very low physical resistance because she's a mage. Yes. You know why don't you try uh, that archer? You know why don't you try impairing his accuracy? Things mm-hmm. like that.
0: Yeah, um, um, and the first chapter um, in general is a lot of tutorialization, um, which yeah. is welcome and necessary.
1: Yeah. And we should mention there are four chapters to this. Yes. Um, I think we I mean, we called it brief earlier and we talked about how long we had spent with it. But like just in that that kind of special column for me, the fact that this is a bite sized JRPG, that it is short mm-hmm. is and it is represents one session is very special to me. Yeah. Um, So it, it, I really love that this is like the first chapter is mostly tutorial and then you get three chapters of like shits on mm-hmm. and then that's it. Yes. You Yes. Know, gets in gets out. Yeah. Um, after you beat these goblins, uh, we get our treasure chest and our kind of BP introduction. Yes, um, which is the the currency used to trade for treasure in treasure chests.
0: Yeah, um, and you're mostly being harried by goblins at this uh, at this first kind of top level. Um, and here's where they start introducing these special uh, kind of battle kind of conditions. Almost when you go in, because you are uh, they, the somebody gets the drop on you, um, mm-hmm. you get a a surprise attack. Um, and this is a time where you don't want to roll a high number because if you roll high, what you're actually determining is how many rounds you uh, cannot act. Yes, and each
1: character's action is a round. Mm-hmm. When I first did this and rolled, and I, I thought a round would be everyone's turn.
0: Sixteen rounds. Oh yeah, like
1: oh, I just, they just get to attack me for sixteen turns, huh? Um, because in most uh, most RPGs, that's how it works. They mm-hmm. get a surprise round. Everyone gets to act. That's one round. Yeah. Um, Here it's everyone has a turn. So like. Yeah. It can seem like the end of the world, uh, <laughs> it really and, it, and it is definitely not.
0: Yeah, it, um, it, it wouldn't think, it wouldn't work to just be to to do that because this isn't just straight initiative. Like you know, there there are times where one character can act multiple times in a single round, quote unquote.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and it's kind of telling you know putting kind of this like difficulty and this harshness of the world right out on Front Street. Uh, in the fact that you get ambushed before they tell you about surprise attacks, mm-hmm. you know, that you get like when, cause you can do this, the same thing to the enemy, but it's much rarer Yeah, than, than them doing it to you. <laughs> like it is a, it is a harsh, dangerous, you know, dirty profession. Yes. You know, in a way that like certain, you know, it's, it's not even, you know, we keep saying D and D, but it's emulates something closer to like a torchbearer or something like that, where it is, uh, meant to be oppressive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, something that's great about this is, you know, if you go to a node that doesn't just contain, um, you know, a battle, um, and even sometimes around these battles, like you're getting this interaction between your party members. I think in general, this game is extremely well-written, um, in a way that Matsuno games kind of always are. I don't know what their localization process is, but it feels incredibly natural and kind of like almost melodic the way that the exposition works out and the dialogue. Uh, is fantastic between between yeah. these different characters you get a sense of the way they relate to each other
1: yeah it's it's told through this kind of internal monologue uh from Jacques, and all the characters are really well sketched mm-hmm. and like pretty well developed it's too short for them to have like a major change you know right. they're not this is not deep characterization, but they're not uh that uh you know uh, honorable but good you know they're they're not like a generic protagonist of anything no uh no. you know they and they have this dynamic that again kind of emulates this tabletop kind of feel <laughs> to me like this feels like you know an adventuring party like um or or like any you know movie thing like um the first thing that like like a, like the a fellowship of the rings or whatever mm-hmm. you know i almost said star wars but like you get you get the sense that like one of these is like the you know the the you know jacques is uh primarily a good guy but is a little bit cutthroat mm-hmm. and a uh you know, a little bit uh uh kind of rueful, um, you know, a little squall. He's got like a touch yeah. of squall in him. Um Lippy, on the other hand, um, is, you know, happy go lucky. He's the, the Han solo or whatever. He's, he's the the, the balthier. Yes, yeah, he's very much balthier. <laughs> um and then uh, uh Freya is, you know, there's this like kind of romantic tension between her and Jock, and she is bitter. And has this kind of like, it's, you know, this, they've been around forever together. Like they have this kind of like old married couple (laughs) kind of thing to them.
0: Yeah. But like all of them have kind of different priorities when they approach, uh, you know, different situations Um, and different points will give you an opportunity to uh, reminisce. As well, and like learn how they met up, or learn about a previous uh, kind of encounter, and you get like a brief little story that uh, that kind of explains these previous circumstances that might you know shed light on what you're looking at now. So, like one of these here, you learn that Lippy um, is an excellent tracker because he has gifts kind of installed in his body. He's ogged. Um I can't I, I don't know he if asked for this I, Yep he asked for it. I can't remember if he asked for it or not because like there's this and there, there, like there's more of it later on. Yeah, but, he, um, might,
1: he, he probably asked for the, the replacement. He didn't yes. ask for the the yeah. thing that happened to him. <laughs> right. Which like to be fair to Adam Jensen, like you maybe <laughs> didn't ask, you know, to get attacked by a terrorist or whatever in the seraph building, but you definitely like it's not like I prefer not to have a leg. I prefer not to have a leg, Pritchard <laughs> Jensen. Jensen, how are you gonna walk to me without a leg, Jensen? <laughs> I don't need a leg Pritchard <laughs> like, it just uh, and then they go into a, a shuttlecraft with Q and lore from <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Pritchard Q and lore oh god yeah, <laughs> the, the nasal adventures of our handsome trio <laughs>
0: so, the upper register yeah
1: yep oh yeah be great. They, they start a bar that no one goes to <laughs> called the guy with the head cold the guy with the worst head cold and the guy with the try worst tr- head cold try our drink specials Jensen yep <laughs> Jensen, try a drink special. Oh man, I don't need the
2: grass for this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anywho, um, <No. laughs> we but, we uh, got a human revolution at some point.
2: Uh, yeah,
0: we 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 ought to. I I uh, you know it's uh, that that is a blind spot for me. Um, but yeah, Lippy's, uh, Lippy's gift, um, or his primary one that makes him really useful uh, as a tracker is that he has a, a false eye that actually lets him see sense. So he can smell crime and like he is used to say like whether or not somebody is approaching or whether or not something is there, um, for them to pay attention to.
1: Yeah, and I think it articulates in a cool way. Yep. Like it's not, um, you know, the fact that he can see smells. It's not like he can see the unknown or something like that. It's so, it's so, you know, synesthetic, synesthetic you know, yes. in this is a really cool way. Yeah. Um. So you're you're heading through this kind of you know these ruins. Um. You head over to this like eastern cloister, which is up above it. You can kind of see over a river.
0: Yeah. Uh, one and, one uh, thing I love about like the characterization of this, like this is a sun blasted place. Like mm-hmm. it's ruined, and like <laughs> throughout this entire chapter, when you're on the surface level, like most of the flavor text is about how hot it is and yeah. about how like there, how very little shade there is without a ceiling.
1: Yeah, you want to get you want to get underground, yep. which you will. Mm. Um, you get to learn about um, so at this point, uh, Freya offers you some water, and that that triggers a, a memory as well, and you kind of learn about her origins. Yes, um, helping her kind of rescue uh, these Kish that were about to be executed. And you find out you know she kind of in you know gives you like a life debt or whatever, like she starts following you at this point, um and you find out that like water is the sacred thing to them, yeah, so her offering you water uh because you're thirsty is not trivial
0: yeah that like that like that is an expression of like bone deep gratitude, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, over over on the other side of the map, you go to this place called the Tower of Solus, and Solus was uh, one of the kings of this land before it uh, before it fell. And this introduces our first boss fight um, with a Minotaur, one that has actually been wrangled by the goblins um, to protect this place. And again, yeah. a lot of the text is about questions like, "Hey, why would they be doing this?" Because this doesn't actually make a, a great deal of
2: sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. The characters are aware yeah. uh, of that stuff, and there's a lot of like the characters. There's a lot of suggestions about the adventures they've been on before. Like, they understand the ecology of goblins. You know, goblins usually do this. Goblins usually do that. So they can point out when it's different. Um, the game does a great job of uh, signaling that you're going to have a boss fight here. Like, uh, you know, the doors rattle <laughs>
2: yeah. and,
1: and stuff. And you can, you can hear kind of scuffing behind the door. So, you know, save. Yes. Uh, it's saying. Um, we should mention that um, if you lose in a battle, you can restart the battle. Right. But the game doesn't auto save. So if you end up needing to uh, kind of get more equipment or grind or what have you, or need to, you know, you want to try a different path, um, you'll have to reload to an earlier save.
0: Yes. Always be saving.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um. So this is our first boss fight. As we mentioned, it's a ranged fight. Um. I don't know if we actually mentioned that, but this is ranged. Uh, he's up on a platform initially.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so for a certain number of turns, uh, which are determined by dice, uh, melee attacks are at a penalty. And right. this kind of models uh, him making his way down to you
2: mm-hmm.
1: as you fight. So he can still kind of attack you, attack you at distance. I'm here by, like, you know, I assume, like, throwing things, I guess, and the flavor is how I imagined it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then once he gets down to you, he can do melee attacks, and you can as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. The the, the
0: way it articulates the the, the, the ranged uh, works um, is that melee attacks will suffer a penalty both on damage and accuracy, um, whereas, you know, Lippy will be able to fire off um, and, you know, uh, not have this, uh, you know, disadvantage. Uh, and the Minotaur, like, so, like, everybody gets that disadvantage at the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as it goes along um the minotaur you know it's a gigantic enemy um i think that he is unaccompanied um and yeah he's not it's yeah, just yeah. By himself. this is one of the first uh enemies that has like a special weapon like these minotaurs often carry something called thor's hammer which if they use the actual uh kind of skill that comes with this it's like their weapon art or whatever it'll attack twice um and it carries a uh like a thunder elemental so like this is this can also serve as a uh uh, as an introduction to, um, you know, the the elemental chaining stuff as well. Yeah, like in practical, you know, in, in practice, where like an enemy will be able to influence that.
1: Yeah, like you've always been able, to, or not always, but you've been able to do it. This is where the enemy can contribute to it. As far as I know, the AI, the enemy will not try to fuck up your combos no, on no. purpose, but sometimes they do. So I think that they operate, you know, oblivious. Yeah, to the combos you're dealing with.
0: So you're just taking um, them
3: into account.
1: Um, this is a tough fight. It's kind of it's not that tough because anytime it's three on one. Mm -hmm. You know, like I can have two characters healing, like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to die during this, but it is, it is a step up in difficulty. Like this guy hits really hard. Um, (laughs) You're going to have to heal. And those rounds where he's able to use his weapon skill and hits twice are a big deal. Like you have to deal with that. Um, I never ran out of, um, I ran by the end of the game, I ran out of, ran low on healing items. I never ran low on resurrection items, Hmm. um, which was good. Yes. Because, uh, you know, you do end up like you can, if you're not keeping your guys topped off, you can get killed him one round if he decides to double attack.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Ended up not needing them until like chapter three, like the, 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 saints tincture or whatever it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it should be noted that the, it's actually really generous with resurrections. Like you gain back quite a bit of health and, and actually some MP. So yeah. you can have zero MP and die and then get resurrected. And you'll have enough to do a skill. Yeah, kind not, of get yourself back on your feet
0: it's not like if you get hit once um most of the time anyway like in new game plus it was definitely a situation where i would raise somebody and then the enemy would get like just, just like a one pixel advantage on the uh on the atb bar and then immediately target the person i raised
1: yeah 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 when the but in the, when it's balanced properly like a new game that doesn't happen yes, yeah um those skills that we mentioned i think we we talked about those but they're they're not to be confused with spells no uh they you know they're very rarely will they damage the minotaur has a damage one mm-hmm. um, but those tend to be tied to weapons and um, they tend to be like kind of a special weapon art a lot of times the skills are just buffs so buffs and debuffs and this is the first fight because it's the boss fight the first time you really have to be managing that where the first couple rounds um you are getting your characters in condition to fight mm-hmm. um you know these characters all need to enhance the attack um you all need a weapon damage plus 10 percent. took me a long time to figure out what enhanced meant? Yeah, explain, ex, like, ex,
0: explain that because that is actually a very fine distinction.
1: Um, so enhanced actually uh, affects your skill mm-hmm. that you have. Uh, weapon damage or magic damage influences just either the weapon or the spell itself. So it's right. all stuff that happens between, you know, under the die rolls. Yeah, just the way like the both- damage
0: and uh, damage and accuracy are uh, calculated.
1: Yeah. So enhanced attack is, it's not, accuracy is another thing. Like enhanced attack doesn't increase your accuracy. Right. It increases your weapon skill. But not the actual damage your weapon does. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to put it in D and D terms, it would give you like a plus one strength bonus versus giving your sword a plus one bonus. Right. You know, they they uh, they articulate very similarly, but you want to have both of them on your fighters like pretty much all the time. Right. Um, you know, you 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 need to get a, especially accuracy too, is and really, really early on, um, it felt like Lippy for a long time was kind of like my, you know, my ugly stepchild. Mm-hmm uh for the first two chapters of this where he was just not doing very much damage and could not hit for shit um without a lot of buffing. Right. You know, and then kind of near the back half of the game he became really good. Yeah. Um but the first half like, you know, because of the bows he had, he was not super accurate. And I you know, I was looking at like sixty percent.
0: Yeah, he's he's incredibly equipment dependent is the thing. Um I yeah. I usually ended up uh like loading him up with uh with spells more than anything mm. else um yeah. to make him like a like a support caster.
1: Yeah. And then yeah. you want to, again, you want to have at least one offensive spell on both your guys. Yeah. And the, um,
0: and, and there's no. like, a, like there's a tactical consideration to make. Like, do you debuff the enemy first or do you buff yourself? Like yeah. it, against a big enemy like this, you know, the first thing that I want to do aside from like laying down a dice floor um, is to like really, really um, take away his ability to attack in case it takes longer to get things set up, especially when there's more than one um, combatant on oh, the enemy's yeah. side.
1: Like, taking somebody out of the battle temporarily is hugely overpowered in this game. Yeah. Like, uh, once you, uh, you know, I kept a piece of equipment that um, Freya had that had sleep for way longer than it was actually very viable, just because being able to take one combatant and put them to sleep. Yeah. uh, And get them out of the battle was, like, so hugely powerful.
0: I'm sure there's, like, some encounter you can grind where you can get, like, a sleep scroll. Um, but I did the exact same thing. I just kept yeah. her with that crown, so she would be able to fire that off. And again, with the way with the way the dice rolls work, like you just put like one d four on that, and then you just have a twenty five percent chance to uh, yeah to make it go. Yeah. So so that if something is immune to
1: a status effect, that's kind of a weird hack, you know. And it's kind of cool. The game never tells you this. You know, if you, if you, it has, you have a 0% chance to succeed. Like you're thinking like, Oh, like this enemy's immune to this, Yeah. but nobody's immune to anything. Right. Like, uh, all, every enemy in the game can be debuffed. You just might have to, you know, put some dice in there and you can, you can throw a D4 on there and get the minimum, yeah. you will get that 25%. Or if you have a lot of dice and it's like, I need to mute this, you know, this, this enemy caster. Like if I don't silence this caster, like I'm fucked. You can put, you know, 50 points worth of dice into it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like, so what's crazy about this is it does tell you, you have to go back to the very first square of the game and it will have advanced tutorials where it will explain um, the way that works within the actual interface of the combat. It seems like it's a bad idea to put a D4 on uh on accuracy because it just looks like you're taking yourself from a zero percent chance to hit to a four percent when in reality like putting a dice on that actually changes the accuracy uh thing to like what number you have to roll to hit and on a d4 you just have to hit a four which means it's not a four percent chance to succeed you have a 25 percent chance so yeah. it misleads you by virtue of kind of a limit a limitation of the interface
1: yeah, it's if 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 you have a 0% chance the dice substitutes for it. If you have a percentage chance the dice augments it. Yes. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a really really cool trick that you can do to make some encounters, you know, that would otherwise be really crushing mm. actually manageable.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: Keep those d4s, don't just throw them away. Don't be like me for the first mm, 6 hours of the game. Yeah. Uh, where where I was just like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm going to cure somebody. Let me just throw all these d4s on there. Yeah, <laughs> to, get, I mean, to get a I, couple more points. Until you start kind of tactically using them to
1: up your status uh, abilities, there's no reason not to throw all of them into your first 100%, you know, attack that you can do. Like, I'm going to use these dice. They're going to end up in, in damage somehow. They might as well end up in damage now. Yes. You know, so, um, and that's a that's a valid tactic, too. Like, that mm-hmm. is how I got through a lot of the bosses was, like, saving up some really high-value dice and, yeah. and slamming. Um, but the uh, <laughs> there, there are other things you can do as well to, that are more kind of tactically sound. Yeah. Um, yeah and it's cool you know introducing all this stuff like it's not like you could just sleepwalk through the goblins but now you really have to do that shit because the goblins for as much as they they can fuck you up they don't hit they can't like one shot one of your party members in a turn right you know like they they fuck they they fuck with you but they don't fuck with you like this like you really have to
0: and like new game plus is going to do a lot to throw like a wider variety of goblins like a goblin shaman in new game plus is much harder than like the crazy undead minotaur that accompanies it
1: yeah 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 the enemy casters like and we'll we'll um we're not there yet but we'll talk about reinforcements when those start showing up yeah because that is also
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry i felt like i sunk through the floor when you said that. I, like, I, they don't bother me as much as they as they bother you for sure did you
1: know did you know though like and i can conf- i thought this was true and i confirmed it so, like when those reinforcements come, which I understand the kind of abstract demoralizing thing, uh-huh. um, you still get the treasure of everything you kill. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's that like the, the, the it's a longer the, battle, but you're getting way more rewards for
0: those too. Yeah, yeah. And we'll we'll, we'll talk about it when we get when we get there because that actually also compounds with one of the more frustrating moments of chapter two. Mm. Yeah, could be could because like the like the reinforcements would make that kind of possible.
1: Yeah. 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 Are you, I mean, you're talking about grinding for the, the key item. Yes. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Yeah. And that's not something I can defend. Like, as much as I'm invested in defending this game, like, that's a, <laughs> a huge sticking point for lots of people, rightfully so. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so you get a key here, and this opens up the the chest outside the tower. And this is where you get your Azoth, which is the resource that you use for equipment melding. Um, thankfully, they didn't drop that on you right at the front. That would have been incredibly overwhelming in a game that is already uh, kind of arcane with its uh System systems. heavy. Yeah. 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 Um, but here, you know, you get this. So, technically, your melds are limited. You know, one, one meld takes one Azoth. I never ran out of this. And I melded like crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're really generous with this. And I think that's a, that's a concession to not having shops. Yes. You know, like it, it, like how frustrating would it be, like, if you had two copies of your sword and you just didn't have this resource, you yeah. know? So, thankfully, they just they give you this, like, like mad. Yeah. Um, so, this is, a, this is the first time you have to do a weird kind of non-intuitive backtrack. Yes. Um, you know, because you've explored everything. Um, the way to kind of move forward is to go anywhere. Like, just mm-hmm. go to another area. Yep. You'll get a little dialogue scene and then go back here because there is a lever under where the minotaur was. <laughs> yep. The uh Yeah. So you, you have to, you have to you know, now that the Minotaur has left, like the Minotaur is gone, which is foreshadowing. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you know, at first you just think, oh, as a video game, the corpse disappeared. No. Nope. Yeah. No. Like, that's not what happened. Um, <laughs> but because he's no longer on the lever, you can see that. Yeah. And uh, and pull it.
0: Yep. And then go over to East Cloister, uh, where Freya gripes about the walk, uh, which yeah. feels like the game being aware of backtracking being kind of iffy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but the way forward at the very far north, the the door that is opened, um, is kind of the, the, the second gate. Um and this is where you get your second boss fight, again, right on the heels of the first one, where the minotaur is back in pog form, uh by which I mean he's a zombie now, um, and it shifts around his immunities.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it shifts around his weapon most kind of tellingly, because now he has an axe that does drain yes. damage. Um so like That's a big deal. Like he can heal at the same time he hurts you, Mm -hmm. which is the big, uh, you know, downside to a, you know, being a single, single fighter. Yeah. You know, the reason why you're going to win when you're three on one, kind of no matter what in this game is because you can heal and they can't at the same time you do damage. Now he can do that. Mm -hmm. It's a huge deal.
0: Yes. Yeah. Fortunately, Um, he's not accompanied by people, but that is going to end very quickly. Um, as we get into these kind of complex, multi, multi actor fights. Um, uh, often with reinforcements in chapter two.
1: Yeah, so you beat him. He's the boss of chapter one. We move on to uh, to chapter two. I think he, he is the first one to drop special loot as well. Um, I think he drops the. Uh, is it? Is this where you
0: get the Minotaur Tongue? Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll help yeah. you do the uh, the drain attack yourself.
1: Yes, which is super cool, and it's also a really uh, expensive in terms of BP. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's that or a bunch of other equipment. Yeah, you know, you can choose to kind of marginally, and you can either have this like one cool new verb, or marginally improve like most of your characters through mm-hmm. picking up you know random stuff he had around. So it's, kind of, it's and both are viable, like they're both good choices. Yeah, so yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Um, So chapter two, um, an act of contrition, Uh, again, Matsuno, you you scamp, Um, (laughs) takes you into an underground cavern system, uh, which gets you relief from the uh, blaring beating sun, um, but also puts you kind of uh, in reach of these undead. Uh, Which are going to show up. Uh, One of the story beats here as you go downstairs is that there is this kind of uh, gossamer paling around the palace, like this uh, special fabric that has been put up to kind of seal magic away. Um, And, uh, you know, somebody has cut through it. Um, You know, allowing some of the magic to get through. Um, again, this is a confusing thing that doesn't quite add up right now. The conclusion that he comes to is that, yes, this is a sign that the shroud is here. Um, and somewhere between here and the end of chapter three, you forget that you're here for in defense of heresy. Um, and it's all about the shroud. Well, you,
1: it still it still comes up. It's,
0: at one point, even a character reminds themselves. Oh of yeah, that, like I'm I'm, I'm, like, I'm not calling that an inconsistency. It's just funny because these are treasure hunters, and the thing they were hired for is much less interesting than this pie in the sky artifact.
1: Yeah, yeah. and they, they even and the cool, you know, it's a testament to kind of how good the writing is in this. Where like they actually bring it up where they're like, I wonder if this was the intention of the Senator the whole time. Yes. Was to tempt us with this greater tre- treasure, <laughs> you know, like they, they, they're very aware yeah. of, of, of what it means to be sent for like literally the Ur artifact of this world, you know, the source <laughs> of all magic. Like, yeah, you know, it's uh, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty smart cookies. Yeah. Um, this is where we're introduced to, um, this kind of cavern system. So it's a different looking biome and, uh, undead. Yes. Uh, who we, we are fighting more often. um, Generally, like undead don't have a lot of the same weaknesses and such that uh, they do in other video games. Right. You know, so it's not like you cast cure on them. It's not like they're immune. You know, they don't have like a huge host of immunities. Right. Um, the first time, like I put one of the skeletons, I was like, oh, like I have a 100% chance to put the skeleton archer to sleep. Do I? You know, like <laughs> that's not how undead work. Yeah. Um, so they just, you know, they end up being largely kind of a palette swap. Mm-hmm. Um they have different movesets, but they're not specific to them being skeletons.
2: Right,
0: right. Like the big thing here was that Lippy was at a huge disadvantage. Like for some reason you know, like he, he did not have he didn't have weapons that were um that were effective against undead in the way that uh that uh Jack did. And that could just be that piercing, you
1: know, piercing doing minimum minimum damage to skeletons. Yeah. D and D thing. Um, yeah, this is, this is where you are encouraged unless you want to have one character as a, and you can, it's viable to make lippy a dedicated healer and support character. Like Mm -hmm. he can, you know, buff and debuff Mm -hmm. and be fine. Um, but you can also, you know, this is where it's like, I need to diversify this guy and give him a spell. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is, this is kind of the game nudging you in that direction. Yep.
0: Yeah, um, so one of your main places... They're super sweet
1: minis, too. Sorry to, like, drop off, but I would like to have these skeleton minis, like, quite yeah.
0: a bit. Um, and this is a game, so... I don't know. Do you do the same thing with your 3DS, where uh, you will just occasionally flip on 3D to see how it looks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a fun game to do that in because, you know, the top screen is not full of a bunch of motion. Like, the camera doesn't move. The things don't move. So, like, what you're looking at is actually this 3D scene of some miniatures with, like, overlays with lines pointing in three-directional space at what they're what they're laying on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah. In that respect. Because I, I never do anything full 3D because, no. like, I'm not
2: a
0: monster. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not interested in squinting at ghosts.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, The, uh, you know, Nintendo, your hardware gimmicks are almost always a failure. (laughs) Almost. Um, But, yeah, they they look quite good. I would like to have all these minis. I like the mage one specifically with his hat.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, So one of the main places you're going to go is a place called The Confessional, um, which has another Minotaur boss fight. Uh, Again, this is the third time in a row. Mm. Um, And this has a new limitation, uh, Fog of War. Um, and he comes along with, uh, I think, some skeletons, or he has he has some kind of accompaniment here. Uh, Fog, mm-hmm. Fog of war will uh, universally reduce everybody's accuracy, um, with the caveat that every couple of rounds, uh, you will have the ability to roll dice to see if it dissipates.
1: Yeah, to get to, to see through, it. and that's character specific. Yes. So, like, you don't just you know clear the condition for the entire battlefield; you clear it for a specific character. Right. So you can you can have kind of shitty luck, and somebody just kind of be uh, have this uh, this. This debuff, mm-hmm. um, you get around it, you know, if you increase your accuracy. You know, like you you can get around it. But yeah. it is uh it can it can make a real big difference either way. Right. Um and fighting this big guy with ads is a big deal too.
2: Right. And um,
1: this is a very different fight than the last two Minotaur fights. Like it kind of sucks that it's the same same guy. Um, but it feels very different.
0: Yeah. It's it's a variant. It's not a zombie, it's 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 a lord. And I think this is the guy who uh who has like the uh the Thor Zammer.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um so when you're fighting uh, enemy enemies with ads like boss enemies um, this is the first time with reinforcements I believe
2: it's, a, um, it's
0: either this or the waterway
1: yeah so we so we can t- we can talk about it now because when it's with a boss it changes the way it articulates quite a yes. bit yeah um, so the way reinforcements work in this game is that uh, there are kind of it's not uh, initially I thought there was a set number of enemies you had to fight no uh, that's not the case it is uh, enemies will respawn um if they, unless they are the last one, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, like you can kill everybody in one round. If you can get everyone down and then wipe them all out at the same time, <laughs> like, um, you Throne Watcher and a Throne Defender, um, then you're good. If it is you've killed, uh, one person, I think you have less of a chance of there being a re- reinforcement mm. for that second person. So if you're down to two and you kill and you get it down to one, mm-hmm. you're less likely to have another person come back. Right. And if you beat the boss, um, the last other people on the boss actually stays dead. The boss will reinforce usually as well, um, which is devastating <sighs> all the time. Yeah. Uh, like when, um,
0: when a new Minotaur Lord drops in on top of the old one. No. Yeah. Nope. Don't want it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I, I don't have nearly as big a problem with this as, as you do. Yeah, yeah. Um. I like I don't I don't actually think this is bad. But one of the things that it is, is that if once you actually clear out that boss, the ads will never respawn on their own. Right. So you can actually manipulate this to get different weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to get Lippy better because he was shit. So you know, here's a skeleton archer, here's a skeleton mage, and there's a boss. Um, kill that mage until I can get an archer in, mm-hmm. and then just kill those guys and let the boss live to get as many skeleton archers through the mill yeah. as I could. And then once those run out, the boss will just die. You only have to fight one Minotaur. when one, one minotar.
2: Yeah. So you'll
1: never have to fight multiple bosses if you kill all the ads
2: mm-hmm. first. Yeah.
1: Like a lone minotaur will never replace himself. Right. Or so this old saying goes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, and that'd be amazing if it was explained. Um, again, I don't want somebody to cut my steak for me. It feel the, the bad feeling in the moment is definitely, definitely outweighs like the tangible benefit that happens. Um, when you, uh, when you are, you know, um, exploiting that system. Right. Um, and for me, like you know especially in a boss fight you know even though this is a game that is that is full of boss fights it's incredibly demoralizing because like my strategy or my tactic in going after these like you know taking the enemy combatant field from 3 down to 2 gives you you know confers upon you a huge advantage um same thing with like you know prioritizing the main guy and then working on working on the scraps afterward like each of those has some kind of you know huge benefit that it can make for the flow of the fight Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And I understand that this reinforcement thing is is also a limitation. They don't want to give you like 10 total dudes to fight. That would be, you know, terrible and unwieldy. Right. Like just having it would also be impossible. Well, they just have
1: more turns than you. So you would never win.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just say that 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 would not be good. So instead, what they have is, you know, you kill somebody and then like a whole new fresh guy comes in um, to, you know, to, to replace him. This gets frustrating to me personally, again, from a difficulty and just kind of like a sense of progress. Uh, kind of uh, g- kind of notion uh, because, you know, oftentimes even without the reinforcements coming in, you know, this game is at its best when you are almost failing and it almost always puts you like, you know, right on the margin, right? And so you want to be able to, you know, pace out and use your, use your resources um, and, you know, race ag- you know, race against the enemy's health in this kind of battle of attrition, knowing that you're almost always going to be down to your last dude. So having somebody completely fresh just kind of like tap in as you are limping along uh, is a gigantic setback that actually feels like a fuck you whenever it happens, um, no matter how much that actually feeds into the overall loot system. I wish Which that there means, was a like, more elegant way to to, to to signal that.
1: Like the loot system thing is is an exploit that is not like the only, like that's something that like I stumbled upon. You know, through the game, they yeah. end up liking the actual, you know, I, I get that like the first time where it's like a kind of a surprise and feels kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. And then I think that what the game wants you to do or the way that I approach it was like, oh, I'm not going to get down to my last guy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to fight this more conservatively, keep my guys topped off because I don't know if another guy is going to come.
0: Oh, yeah. No matter how conservatively I fought, I still ended up getting, you know, getting, like getting There's, down to that.
1: Yeah, there's some there's some kind of like again, like not the clinic it, but there's some kind of different way where we just kinda of had different experiences with yeah, it. Yeah, And it's you know, I would never get good anybody. Yeah, and like all that I, I ask is that you
0: don't get good me. Like like, like that I'm, I'm, is the I'm only not. thing I want.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying that I didn't have the experience. And to be super fair, you know, to you, uh, is like even if I wanted to get good you it'd be false because there is there are large elements of this game that are based on random chance. Yeah. So like it's possible that I just had easier drops. You know, like I just I just happened to get this weapon when you didn't and it was stronger and it made the difference or like I happened to get a little bit more healing stuff than you did. And that happened to make the difference. But yeah. for me, that signaling was that unless it was an end of like level like boss fight, because it's pretty rare that end of level boss fights do this like the, the big capital B terrible, terrible fights in this game don't respond. Mm-hmm. Um, it is more for these kind of mini bosses halfway through the level. Unless it was an end fight, I didn't push it to, you know, to that limit. You know, I would stop, you know, heal. Like if I have to have this character, you know, everyone puts on the defense, you know, yeah. puts on the, the thing. Like I would play very conservatively in these fights and it maybe end up those fights maybe took longer. So maybe it ended up taking the same amount of time the years did. But I didn't have that demoralizing feeling of, yeah. like, I, don't, I, I bet you I didn't lose as much. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not a good, good thing. It just means I took, you know, I ended up spending the, most, the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, didn't have that kind of like, ugh. Yeah.
0: You know, downshift. Oh, yeah. Like, like, like That, that downshift and morale, that is a very real thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it definitely affected my willingness to like, kind of, you know, my, my, my eagerness to continue, um, mm. you know, and just I – once it happens once, you're never sure if it's going to happen elsewhere. And no matter how conservatively I played, you know, like the game is kind of balanced to have you leave everything on the table. You know, when you finish a fight – It restores all of your HP. Like, you're not actually using resources to, you know, late to late to gather back up. Um, Mm -hmm. Your MP, you know, will always kind of stay at the state that it was at the end. Um, But even though I was trying to keep all of my buffs up and keep the debuffs up, and, like, if I dropped below, you know, half health or, in some later instances, three quarters health. Um, I would immediately go and, um, you know, heal. I would still end, end up in these situations where it was like, okay, I have like one final dice roll that is going to beat, you know, this last guy or going to beat enough of the enemy combatants to where they don't get as many attacks on me and I can come back from it. Um, and when that, when that dice roll just got me a fresh new guy who with a, with a, with a full health bar, um, that was just like, yeah, it felt like being, having, uh, having somebody spit in my eye.
1: Yeah, I, I can, I can definitely see it. I just, I would be, if I had that experience time and time again, I would also be frustrated. Yeah. You know, so like that, that makes a lot of sense. I just didn't. Yeah. You know, and, and again, it's, that's not a, uh, you know, that's nothing like, that's not, that's not good at you. It doesn't mean that I'm better at the game or mm-hmm. anything like that. It's just, I didn't have that experience. Yeah. You know, it was not like I, you know, to, on the other hand, like to play, you know, devil's advocate against myself. Um, it's better than the alternative that you met. Like you can never do it. Like you fight 10 guys at once. No, it's like that would, yeah, it's, I mean, it would be, it would literally be impossible. It yeah. wouldn't work because the number of attacks is the, uh, the defining factor of success in a battle mm-hmm. in this game. Um, there's a term for that. There's a guy who does D and D videos who I like named Matthew Colville. um, and he has there's a term for it. That's how a fifth edition D&D works, mm-hmm. um, you know, so like, you know, a, a party of four adventurers can still lose against a party of seven goblins because they're just getting more actions per round. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the, the term for it. So they would never be able to do that. Yeah. It's, it's um, like you're
0: being scraped or something like that.
1: Yeah. But yeah. what, I, what I do think is like as much as I didn't mind the them working, I don't <laughs> think the fact that it's a surprise adds much. Like, I, I think getting rid of that, if it just said like, hey, there are three goblins, like you're in a hallway you can't fight everybody at once. It's like the three hundred whatevers. Uh, you know, there will be three guys. You can see them; they're coming, but you just can't fight them yet. You know, so there. So it wasn't a surprise uh, that you have. I don't think the surprise adds anything. No. Um, and the. Uh, so I mean, that's that's the big concession. I think that would be a good one to make. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like you knew getting into it what you were getting into. You might still have that same experience where like you just were, you know, a battle against six goblins just wasn't viable mm-hmm. you know like I, I just you know it just was was too much but you would at least know yeah, you wouldn't yeah. have
0: that surprise yeah. um and and so when, when we talk about this being used to feed into one of the more onerous or two of the more onerous uh kind of uh, story beats in this like yes they are doing this to hide an enemy that will uh have a chance to drop something that is necessary for the for the story you know those enemies that will drop those key items don't always show up in the main thing i would almost rather just have every enemy be stronger to offset the difficulty of those, uh, you know, of, of those ads, right? Just kind of like, hey, make this, you know, commit to it, make this just a series of boss fights and make me make me look at it yeah. there with just a chance to maybe spawn the thing that will drop this or or, you know, here's a crazy thing. Uh, don't make progressing in your story dependent on random drops. Well, th-
1: I mean, that's that's a different like we'll get to that. That's a different <laughs> issue. I think yeah. that if they just replaced all of the ads with just stronger enemies, yeah. they would break the equipment system. Hmm. Like you wouldn't have, you know, because the fact that you do get commensurately more treasure based on the number of enemies you fight, like some of these battles need to be against multiple enemies yeah, because you need to get that variety of stuff they're carrying. So like I think that would break it. The next thing that we're talking about, um, which is this is the the single this is a terrible thing. Like this is the worst thing in the game, I think. Mm-hmm. This is the worst decision. This is worse than the difficulty spike that comes uh with new game plus I think this is like indefensible as a thing yeah yeah um this again, the same way I think Wiegraf graph is indefensible in final fantasy tactics like there's <laughs> just like this one fatal error um so you move on to this waterway that has skeleton fights, and there's an enemy, a skeleton mage uh that has a he carries an obsidian daphne. Yeah. um which is an item you need like a key item
0: yeah it is a small um, it is a small black rock that is magical it makes torches um flare up whenever it's around it you only get this in the uh in the flavor text which is not that much for problem because you should be reading the flavor text anyway yeah. um but it is a thing that is necessary to make the confessional reveal the item that you need in order to proceed
1: yeah so and this is horseshit and it, it's, <laughs> it's interesting because it, it's it's you know, it's it keeps going back to that experiential thing where you have a game that's based on random chance. Yeah. Where, like, my first run through of this game, when I played it a couple of years ago, I ground for this forever. Like, mm-hmm. it took me forever to get this. This time when I was playing it for the show, first time. <laughs> you know, like, literally just the first mo- you know, first time it came, a skeleton mage dropped it. And that can happen. There are people who don't even know this is a thing. Right. Like, you play the game just because they had that encounter. And it mm-hmm. wouldn't have taken anything away to just make that, make the skeleton mage that has this always spawn. Like that would have been sensible in a way that I can't understand any argument for not doing it. No, it's it's absolute horseshit. It's it's one of the worst game design decisions I've shown up on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I don't think this adds this specific part of this adds anything. No. And I and I hate it. And the only reason why it's tolerable and it doesn't like instantly sink the game to me is that it is variable. Like you can also just not run into this. Yeah. You know, and I also like I like fighting in this game. So if I have to go back and like fight these guys a few times, like, yeah. it doesn't bother me. It's like but it's like grinding for wall. Um, it's like Y graph
0: like,
2: yeah, you know? but gr-
0: but grinding for wall like, you know, you're getting to level 34 <laughs> like. You, you you know what you're working toward as opposed to uh, as opposed to just hoping this will drop to, to to give you a sense of my experience with this. I had it drop on my second fight with the skeletons on my first round through. It's like okay, like I knew that this was what this was something I had to do. Great, fine, Yahtzee. Uh, the second time I lost a knight to it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it can definitely it can definitely go longer. You know? so I guess it makes I guess it's the choice between you know if grinding for wall is. You need to go up, you know, one, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. This is rolling a D10 and trying to get five or above. Yeah, you know, uh, so uh, it, it can be much easier than that. Like, I, I will truck no defense of the grinding for wall decision. Right. Um. I th- I think that is one of the like I love that game uh-huh. and that that is a. A terrible terrible game design yeah
0: it is but, um i i think that again it might it might be a values thing you know I, I know you said you wouldn't truck it i would much rather be sentenced to five years of prison and get out than be sentenced to life and maybe have a chance to get out after after two with good behavior
1: <laughs> well yeah but i mean it's not that that's not what it is though you know it's not life like it was a night so you know, it was it was a couple hours. Like yeah. it's 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 much closer to like a one d ten I, versus I would, a five. Yeah,
0: I would I would much rather. Uh, yeah, I, I just I would much rather know what I'm working toward as opposed to just like, hey, this could be one or forever.
1: Yeah, and and that's and that's really similar to your perspective with the um with the battles in general. Yeah, you know, with the ads and things like that. Like that is an important thing to you to know what you're working towards mm-hmm. and if I'm enjoying what I'm doing, that isn't as important to me.
0: Yeah. Uh, no matter how much I'm enjoying what I'm doing, if I'm doing it over and over again, it loses that texture.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. I mean, it's still like, I mean, again, I'm not trying to turn this into our, pro- like we're battling our Bakugans, but like <laughs> the, the fact that, so like, even if I'm going to battle, like do the equivalent of 10, mm-hmm. right? Like if the thing, like, I don't know, it's, it's over and over, but it's over and over in both cases, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we're comparing it to the wall and we're comparing it to to this thing, yeah, like they're neither of them are good decisions, mm-hmm. but like you're doing the same thing over and over. I'd rather do the same thing over. You're doing that no matter what that's mm-hmm. on the plate. But the thing if you're doing it over and over, I'd much rather have it be something that like is engaging and cool. Yeah. You know, and again, like I love Final Fantasy four. I I have no idea why that decision's in there because it's so close to being like a perfect 16 bit JRPG without it. Mm-hmm. You know, but every time I replayed it, like I get to that point. And I'm like, OK, now it's time to like sit and stare at random battles for an hour mm-hmm. to get through this. Like that bums me out.
0: Yeah, you know, no, I don't think I don't think either of them are great. Yeah, they're, <laughs> I, but yeah, they're, really both, they're both really terrible decisions. Yeah. It's like, just it is, it, like I, th- I think that what happens is, you know, like different people have different internal clocks when it comes to this stuff, you know?
1: Yeah, like the amount of time you're spending might be different, but it just feels different. Yeah, you know, or the amount of time might be the same rather. Yeah, but it feels like, different.
0: Yeah, like they're, like like there's a different texture to the pace. Yeah, yeah,
1: I think I think that's probably true. And again, like if you're if. You know, watching numbers go up, mm-hmm. you know, is is a thing like that's like I understand that that is a, a, like a super appealing thing,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you
1: know, so it's like I'm getting I'm getting closer to the thing. Yeah, like that can feel good. That's why people like I was trying to figure out with, uh, you know, when people well, dig, if, like, if, you, sp- if you
0: talk about ukulele right now, I'm going to flip my fucking lid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, it's not saying it's the same, but like that or think like mechanics like that, right? Like that's part of the appeal is like clearing yes. out like watching a, a like, I'm getting all the packages in Grand Theft Auto three. Yeah. Like I've certainly collected the things like that's a thing, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Like, it's definitely a thing. I'm not saying it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's I, just, I just, I just,
0: I hate that articulation of it so much. <laughs> just if yeah. I, if I'm going to have to do something onerous, I'd I'd rather, I'd rather it be finite rather than potentially infinite. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I that, like that. That is, that is literally all that it comes down to. Um, yeah. I, would, I would much rather not do anything onerous at all.
1: Yeah. I would, I would rather not have either of them,
0: like yeah. not do either of them yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yep. No. But yeah, like that's what you have to do, you know, and again, this is also combined with the weird backtracking kind of angle to this. Um, the the fight itself, like, you know, you're fighting, like, you know, a D&D party of, of skeletons, which is good and fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you just have to hope you get the obsidian Daphne. There's no guarantee that a skeleton mage is going to spawn. Um, and there is no guarantee that a skeleton mage is going to drop the uh, the obsidian yeah. Daphne. Um, so, you know, it, like this is p- almost pink tail levels of just kind of like, I don't know, man.
1: yeah i don't i don't think it's pink
0: tail level like you'll get it if you spend it like
1: you know like the the time i had to grind for it to get it it was like an hour and a half yeah i've never had a pink tail drop that's you know one in 255 in one in 255 Mm -hmm. you know so it's not pink tail level like that's an exaggeration but it it is it is a dice roll Mm -hmm. you know so it is potentially could take a very, very long time, Yep,
0: but, then, uh, but potentially take longer than to t- take a longer amount of time than anybody should be expected to have patients for.
1: Yeah, it yeah. could also potentially not like yep. it is. It is. It is a die roll. Yep. So it, it's not a, uh, you know, it, but it's not a one in 255 chance. Right. Like that's definitely an exaggeration. Yeah. Like it it is. It is a really bad decision. They, sh- they shouldn't have left it up to chance at all, mm-hmm. you know, but it's unlikely to be something that like. It's less likely to be something you spend all night on, and more likely to be in the middle. Like, might be you know, might take an hour, ninety minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, which sucks. Like, you don't want an hour, an hour and
0: ninety minutes out of a six-hour game. (laughs) yeah like it's yeah. i mean
1: it's i mean it's longer than a six hour game like yeah. with deaths and stuff but it, like that sucks like yeah. it, it's not a good i'm not defending the decision mm-hmm. like i'm not like no saying no a I'm good just, thing. yeah
0: like we're like, we're we're we're, but, we're we're literally just talking in circles i guess
1: like calling it infinity is is an exaggeration though we're but, 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 having potential for infinity yeah yeah because i've never i haven't seen anyone be like yep i've been i'm you know Day day three hundred and sixty five of grinding the skeleton <laughs> well, still okay. haven't had a drop. So like,
0: so if they decide to stop, then that's potentially inf- like like infinite. Like it like it is the, the 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 friction has completely stopped that. Yeah, and it's just on them and the the, the game forced them to that decision to decide. You know what? Nope. I I don't care.
1: Yeah, no, I know, but it, it's. I'm just saying, like, it's not. I don't know, man. I think I think that the, like the pink tail comparison's off. Hmm. Like. Because it's not. It's not as unlikely.
0: Yeah. Um, also, the comparison is off, is off because this is required to go as opposed to get an ultimate weapon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a really bad decision. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, I'm not defending the decision of it. Gary, I, just I, don't, think, I don't
0: understand why you're saying this is the best thing that's ever happened in games. I, I really I, don't. I, like, this so seems I, like a weird hill to die on.
1: I said it's the worst thing
0: in the game. I hate <laughs> it. Like, I think it's really, really shitty. Yeah. I just no, i just, I'm just being. It
1: reminds me of, like, when we're do when we did Torment, right? Like, uh-huh. so, like, the combat and Torment's the worst part of it people overstate that quite a bit oh yeah like you know it's like oh this is this is literally make you know makes me want to throw the game out the window and stuff like well you know really you know like (laughs) if if something you know is it's bad but on the balance you can overstate how bad something is Mm -hmm. you know and that's what that's what i'm i'm cautioning against like it's super bad Mm -hmm. it's super shitty super shitty it's by far the worst thing in the game
2: yeah, I just, you know. man,
0: I, I, I think about people who may have turned away from the rest of the game because of this one, one decision that I cannot fathom why Yeah, they I, can't, I
1: can't think of a good reason. It's not defensible. Yeah, like, it's not a defensible thing. I just think that there's a speed limiter on how, like, how bad it is. And that mm-hmm. speed limiter is not pink tail, right? Which is like something that I have played Final Fantasy four like five times and never found mm-hmm. and tried to like many times, like, yeah, you know, that that's monumentally unlikely. Yeah, I will
0: I, I will concede that it's not pink tail levels, but like with something that is purely random, anything could be that.
1: <laughs> we both played through this twice and found it both times. Right. You know, so between the two of us we got it four times. In yeah. you know, between all of it, maybe the space of like two I, and a half hours, three I, hours. I,
0: I think we should move on because be because us talking about the definition of random and what it means for gameplay probably isn't going to get us anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would be would be my my recommendation about this. Both of us agree that this is
2: a bad thing. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, anywho, uh, you fight the D and D party of skeletons, <laughs> and you get this uh, Ophidian, uh Obsidian Daphne, and you head over to this waterway where we actually get our boss
0: yes. of this area, which is a lich. Yeah, I'm down for a lich. This is a cool yeah. fight against a uh, against a caster in his group of uh, his his group of melee people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, two two melee skeletons or a melee skeleton and archer. Yeah. Um, I don't think a mage can spawn here, which is great because one yeah. uh, caster is enough. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's super tricky. He's teaching you about liches, um, which you're going to have to fight in the next uh, chapter as well. Um, you will run into a lich. Mm-hmm. And their set of resistances and their kind of spells uh, specifically um, are serious debuffs. So um, this guy... I believe, and this could be a random element, is the first guy who could petrify.
0: Oh, me, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, which is a big deal. Um, you do, it's not instant death, um, and you're protected while you're petrified. You don't take any damage. Mm-hmm. But it's just like being out of the fight for several rounds.
0: Yeah, you just can't uh, can't act. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I had to spec up for this guy, and then the lich I was fighting later, to have the spell to unpetrify. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I was like, oh, the, these items are going to run out. Like, I need <laughs> to prepare for this. Which is never my favorite thing, like the safety bit problem, but, you know ultimately ends up being fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, fortunately he didn't proc this very much for me. Uh, petrification would become a problem much later. Um, for a fight, we're going to talk about a new game plus where I was fighting an enemy that would just, uh, target my entire party with petrify and then succeed.
1: Yeah. That, that's It's it, when that happens, it's such because you don't die when petrify happens. Right. So all your, all that, like I, you know, that's just a time tax. <laughs> right. Like they can't hurt me. I can't do anything. You just right. have to watch them kind of wail on these statues. Yeah. Until one of them thaws out. Like, it's such a, a a dumb move to even have that spell in the game, mm-hmm. you know, for the enemy. Like, there's very few things. And, like, once this gets a super hard new game plus, like, I get it. Like, I understand the wanting that challenge in, you know, like a, a Soulsian level of challenge in a game that's turn-based. Mm-hmm. You know, like something that's very, very hard that's exercising different things than your reflexes. Mm-hmm. Like, I dig that. Yeah. But it, it's, you know, again, I tapped out. Like, I didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. Especially not on a time it. For sure.
0: Yeah. Um, but the lich fight is good and fun. Like dealing with somebody who is as debuff happy as you are, um, turns you to being kind of more defensively focused, um, in a, in, in a less kind of immediate way. You know, you are mm. not, you know, like <laughs> you're not just trying to stop yourself from, uh, um, you know, taking damage. You're trying to make it so that you will, you know, do more damage, you know, that they are not just like overriding your ability to be effective. And this is the first
1: time I ended up using a lot of uh befuddle, which is the way that you impair magic. Yep. Um, we, I don't think we talked about this, but the way that status effects work on enemies, you have to roll above a 13, mm-hmm. um, you have a clutch of dice and you can't add to this. No. So, uh, if you are doing a status effect and it has 0% chance, mm-hmm. you can, you know, do the D4 trick. If you're doing a status effect and it's, uh, it's, you know, says like, dice. Yeah. Percent, per percent dice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can't add to it and it's just like essentially like a 50, 50 shot. Yeah. Um, and this ends up being the case for, um, some debuffs, uh, work this way. So like mm-hmm. impaired accuracy, um you know but like sleep doesn't right you know it, it's kind of uh I mean, maybe not arbitrary i'm sure there's a game balance decision behind it but mm-hmm. you know there's a there's it's not all things that require this
0: yeah just different different end effects or you know, have different requirements yes yeah Chapter three is uh, in defense of heresy. So, mm-hmm. again, getting down to the bottom of what this manuscript actually is and why you have been sent uh, to go after it. Um, I think that this actually takes us back back out to the framing narrative. You know, Freya is explaining that, yeah, you know, the the earl said that we were coming here for this manuscript, but we were actually, you know, coming here for the Shroud. Um, or No, no, sorry. I, I totally fucked that up because uh, this version of Freya is saying like, yes, we were sent here for the shroud. Flint says, no, no, like, like all of this is about this, uh, this, the, this manuscript, a defense of heresy, which could be, in, you know, uh, like a political atom bomb.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, and the, and then the truth ends up being this other third thing. Yeah. Once we get there. But <laughs> I mean, we went back to the framing device before we do the framing device at the beginning of, uh, all the chapters. Yes. I don't yeah. think there's one where we don't do it. um, so you know, after this, episode, we're kind of getting this thing, and I think we mentioned this, where like she's bedridden, like she's super hurt during this. Yes, so like, yeah. you know, you could you wake her up through poison and stuff. But I really like that mystery of like something happened to my
2: girl. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, the girl. Yeah. Uh, the so you head uh, into this area, which is another kind of dungeony environment, like more cobblestones. There are places that are outside. Yeah, here. it's kind of interesting. Like you go upstairs at different different places. You get the sense <laughs> that like this was two different wings of kind of a, a structure that. uh you know a section of it was crumbled but you have to kind of go underground through tunnels to get to another section yeah, yeah. Is, like yeah.
0: the the way it articulates and this is something i noticed like doing like the some of the bigger backtracks in uh, new game plus like that area outside that is like really sunblasted like the, the main door to the uh, to the palace is locked so you're actually like infiltrating through the uh, the sewers which is what chapter 2 is here you're kind of in the dungeon area mm-hmm. yeah
1: with some places that go above like because there's a church here as well like mm-hmm. this is kind of miscellaneary castle yeah in a lot of ways but there is a there's a dungeon um one of the first rooms you walk into has a summoning circle uh on the floor and we're introduced to a, a fight against an archdemon yes
0: here <laughs> with that with two with two skelebros yeah this was a wall for me actually this archdemon was incredibly difficult um specifically because he was so protected uh this is one of the big fights where like Whatever I brought into it, most of my attacks um, would start out doing one point of damage, um, regardless of the spell or the element. Um, and if I buffed or if I aligned it, uh, the damage would go up to like nine or ten, something like mm-hmm.
2: that. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, yeah. This this was on my wall. The Arch Lich I had a bit of a wall mm-hmm. with that comes a little bit later in this chapter. So this guy I don't remember having a particularly hard time with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the way it ended up working out was I just cleared the the ads mm-hmm. and then you know the reinforcements yeah um and I think that i what i did was uh this was i still was concentrating on Freya using sleep, but this is where I picked up a thunder ring that allowed me to paralyze mm and if you paralyze the art you demon know, the way paralysis works is the same way it works in Pokemon card game where <laughs> for every action you have a fifty percent chance of not being able to do it yeah um and the uh so if you paralyze the demon um they don't the enemy doesn't have AI uh that accounts for status effects right um they won't alter their actions based on what stats effects they have other than to sometimes clear themselves so it w- the demon would do something like um he'd be paralyzed um and he would just do you know meditate you know he'd, he would he would fail to attack and then he would meditate instead of doing a skill that would do damage mm-hmm. um, and continuously like i knew he had mp um you can cast a reveal on enemies to get uh, a set of what their stats are you can see their hp and their their mp yeah and um so like it was just kind of like stuck in this pattern like he didn't know he was paralyzed <laughs> and that's how I was able to take this guy out yeah um you know and I had also this was, I still was rocking sleep so it's like I could put the archer to sleep paralyze the demon and then just fight a parade of melee guys yeah. just skeletons and then kind of like set them up one by one and knock them down yeah. and then once the arch demon by himself I still couldn't do tons of damage to him but I was all it was a three on one so my action economy was just always gonna gonna have me come out ahead in that
0: yeah. Um and again, this is one of those things where the random nature of it kind of works against you. so my first fight it was more you know mostly attrition took a couple of different tries. This is before I really understood the uh the, the the way that status effects worked um the second time through new game plus so again we're working with the uh the higher difficulty on that so take this with a grain of salt. What ended up happening was the uh the status effects would have a very small chance to proc and then they would last for maybe mm, let's say one turn. And mm. then they would be lifted.
1: Yeah, that's that's a real new game plus thing. Because status yeah. effects are really generous in uh new game, even for end-level bosses. Yeah. You know, and it's it's frustrating to take that away because it's such an important part of the, the combat system and the flow.
2: Yeah. So.
0: Yep. But uh but this is a real like, hey, like <laughs> chapter three is gonna be some real stuff. Um and the rest of the game kind of is going to be as well. Um but yeah, this is uh, you know, this the summoning sign. Again, is a, uh, is a sign that something is wrong here because a goblin couldn't have done this um, and a demon wouldn't have done it. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a fun mm-hmm. line about just like, you know, like a demon never working for himself or something like that. Yeah. Demons yeah. here
1: are like lawful evil.
0: Yeah. Uh, in this yeah. thing,
1: like they make, they make deals. It's, it's a, you know, I don't know if it's Biazzi or Tenari. It's one of those two. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but then like in one of these other rooms, uh, Freya gets possessed. You know, somebody is remote speaking through her body, um, saying like, oh, it must not be unleashed on the world. Mm-hmm. Um which yeah. is a which is a really cool gambit by the way um, downstairs also this is something I forgot to make a note of there's one scene that you can encounter uh with a door that is locked until new game plus showing um an illusory Freya opening the door uh while Freya is also behind you, and Jack um initially believes that it's like an illusion of the undead uh that's not the case mm-hmm. <laughs> that is actually a hint of what you need to do in the second go round.
1: Yeah, you're seeing into the alternate reality, like the good version of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so this, this you know is it's adding this kind of mystery and this cool like, you know, first you think it's about uh in the defense of heresy, <laughs> then it's about the shroud, now it's about something different. Yes, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um so there's kind of just like more fights. Something we should we should mention is that we're kind of concentrating on these fights um in every room in between there, your characters stop and talk, and that's where you're getting that sense of characterization that we mentioned earlier. Yeah. So there's actually, like, a quite a bit of dialogue, uh, kind of dialogue and backstory in this game. It's just we already covered it. Yes. So it is not... Uh, it's pretty rare that you do, you know, a combat back-to-back without some kind of small breather. Mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons why... The issues we were talking about earlier, kind of some of the, the frustrations you had with the pacing, is that there isn't that, like, downtime that you would go to a town or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like... When I was equivocating the amount of time you spend on these things and, you know, it's like how that time feels. One reason the time feels different is because you don't have this rhythm of like going back and like, you know, I'm going to go shop or I'm going (laughs) to go talk to some people or I'm going to just see a different scenery.
0: What suffices for downtime is actually between fights, again, because there are so few of them and because you are picking up good stuff, is like going in and doing inventory maintenance. Yeah. Like like that, that, that that is what actually pads this out. Um, you know, uh, in between the fights and, uh, probably even more so than these kind of really entertaining, uh, vignettes that you see when you go yeah. to different places.
2: And
1: that's, and that's, you know, that's satisfying when you have a new way that you can kind of spec out your dudes. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't, it's not as like the pace is still quicker yeah. because you're not like traveling really. Like it cuts out travel time. So oh, like, yeah. you know, you just go to your menu and you go to another room and like maybe you get a, a couple of paragraphs of dialogue, but you might have a fight.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I'm i I'm I'm so down for like the Final Fantasy tactics and, you know, like Crimson Shroud version of navigating, you know, in consequential space, which is mm-hmm. give me a menu where like if I yeah. want to get dialogue, I can go get it.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Rather than making me walk through like an actual Yep. You no, know.
0: Not crazy about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't I don't love it either. One of the first games I did that, that I really like is um like the old uh, D&D Gold Box games, a lot of times like a town would just be a menu. Yeah. You know, and it's that way in uh, Unlimited Adventures, like when you can make towns, mm-hmm. you can either make them a town where you have like this map of just big empty, you know, wooden walls, but you can also make it a menu. Yeah. And that's, uh, I think I, I prefer that. Yeah. Quite yeah. a bit. Like sometimes, you know, I, it, it depends. Like some towns are fun to kind of walk around. Oh, yeah. A lot yeah, of times yeah. it just ends up,
0: you I, know, I don't I, know. I love the towns in Final Fantasy XII because they are so like designed and teeming. you know?
1: Yeah, I I think they look good. I wish more people inside them had interesting things to say. Yeah. You know, like they're still like they look really cool, Mm -hmm. you know, like walking around towns in Final Fantasy 12, at least like give you a good sense of place. Yeah. You know, I just it's weird that like and this is not uh, this is kind of games in general, like it's pretty rare. It's hard for me to think of something other than torment where like the random person on the street will have something worth hearing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you talk to them like that's such a rare thing, even Mm -hmm. like games I love, like even, you know, Fallout like like you know it's still a crap shoot it's still you know and i love that game but like maybe one fourth of the people have something interesting to to say right you know so that ends up being like a lot of that ends up being padding in the form yeah. of either moving or just non-additive dialogue
0: yeah yeah Yeah. You know? and at least something like fallout 2 will like throw in super goofy stuff that you see incidentally as you're walking by
1: yeah or just like major quest things you mm-hmm. know like things will pop up that are actually super important like fallout 2 does it really well torment does it really well it's pretty rare, yeah, to have the you know either like a sense of place, which is important. So you don't have the Final Fantasy one problem of like this is a town with seven people in it, and one person just <laughs> walks back and forth in front of the well and says, "I am in front of a well." Uh, <laughs> you know, like it's like literally all they do. Or having you know uh, uh, like the kind of teeming place where like a lot of people just say, you know, isn't it a nice day out? Yeah, you know, yeah. like I love it when the sun's out. Mm-hmm. Okay, great kid. Have you heard you about the, the new
0: King Regent?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. one of the best ones of those in Final Fantasy ten, um, there's these kids uh, in the first town running around a table and one of them goes, I'm a blitzball and I, <laughs> I just that's very cute and funny. And I was like, That's good incidental
2: dialogue. Yeah. And it happens
1: really early, and then you get further into the game, which like I really like that game. Yeah, yeah. But most of the flavored, uh like random townspeople stuff is just trash. Yeah. And there's like, you know, oh th- this is discouraging me from talking to people because nobody's as good as that blitz ball. You <laughs> <laughs> keep chasing that
0: blitz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is uh man there's so many great reasons to own a vita um i just like find myself making 15 minute progress on final fantasy 10 on vita like every mm, let's say week yeah me too like <laughs> yeah. I, I was
1: i sat down to like i'm gonna play this play this and then like got distracted by other things because like oh, yeah. Yeah. i do like it but it's also you know yeah it's still it's still it's still a time time cruncher yeah you know like <laughs> sitting down and making uh it's, it's very easy for me to like what i'm sitting down and just it wants me to walk between long stretches of you know, place like very easy for me to lose focus. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so one of these things here, you have, you've got another, um, uh, fog war battle with some zombie goblins and a minotaur. Like that is literally nothing. It is just more of
1: what you've seen before. Yeah. It's, it's just another, you know, another battle. And again, it's not, Trivial, but it's not like a boss battle. It's not momentous. It's not plot important.
0: Right. It doesn't show you much new aside from like, hey, here here are zombie goblins, which have similar kind of limitations uh, that you've seen before. There's one fun scene where you find (laughs) you need to get a key off of a rotting minotaur corpse um, and uh, you have to roll against Lippy uh, to see who is going to grab it because, you know, it's real goopy and gross. (laughs) because <laughs> the
1: characters have dice like yeah there's a part um where's like somebody says i'd bet my dice yeah on that like there is this weird like that fourth wall that like simulation of a simulation thing is always strong yeah and thus um, um, so the characters are literally doing it to see who grabs it Yeah,
0: they they they, they frequently uh use the uh the phrase no dice like to yeah. say yeah that's not going to happen yep.
1: <laughs> yeah it's pretty great yeah um after you get this key though it unlocks the chamber to the boss of this this chapter which again this is a pretty brief chapter like it's three major battles, mm-hmm. uh, or four major battles, um, and you get to this uh, this dragon, yeah. Uh, here in something called the Pilgrim's Promise is the name of this area. Yeah, um, this is still a castle, but everything has like these like ridiculous dramatic <laughs> well, names. I
0: mean, again, like this Matzeno as fuck. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know? very
1: much so. Like yeah. Pilgrim's Promise.
0: Yeah, it, Promise. it, it is like, the, the the Pilgrim's Necro Hall. Yeah.
1: Somebody, yeah, somebody do a, a Twitter like a bot. A <laughs> oh, bot,
2: please. Yeah, because like
1: oh, you could yeah. definitely
0: do it. You really could. Yeah, just uh, when I
1: first the first time I said this and read a defense of heresy, I was just like. You gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
0: I initially said you gotta be fucking kid to me. I was like, ah, it feels good to be home.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it is like it is the most final fantasy tactics thing.
0: Um
1: yeah, so this is this is the boss for this. Um, oh yeah. The strategy fights any balls ads.
0: hard. Yeah.
1: He's he's really hard because he can breathe fire. Yeah. And and that's the that's the shitty thing. So he's he doesn't have any ads, but he can hurt your whole party at once. Yeah. So he doesn't have the advantage of being able to heal and damage, but he can he can multitask. Yeah. Um the way I ended up getting through this is specking out freya to have mass heal Mm -hmm. um so like being able to heal my whole party at once even though it is you know he would maybe do 70 damage to everyone and i can only heal 30 i pretty much had freya meditating and doing that every turn yeah yeah. like set up like a regen for my characters and it was (laughs) not a big problem but i died a few times figuring that out
0: yeah I this is a challenging fight it really is especially because you know like you're Burning turns like that whole uh damage everybody thing is just a uh it's it's just a way for them to put a timer on the fight to see if you can out damage them you yeah. know and so like everything you can do be that doing what what you did and what I did as well you know relying on that mass heal is just to get another way to like get one more turn before everybody needs to scramble and then use healing items or you know more powerful individual spells uh to get back up to a place where you can buy yourself more.
1: Yeah, more more DPS. Yeah, like more time to actually do damage. Yeah, the um, yeah, it's it's pretty tricky, you know, for for like a, a multi-end and kind of interestingly, like the end boss of new game is a three-on-one fight too that is much easier than this. Yeah, um, you know, somehow, and this is um, you know, this is probably the second hardest fight in the game. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So this, and, this and, is in the
2: in the new game.
1: Yeah, and, and new game for sure. Yeah, um, new game plus like every fight is part of this. <laughs> right. Um. The uh. But yeah, it is uh. It's super super tricky. I guess I like and real quick like in the way that so you know when we talked about the new game new game plus thing like I don't feel bad that I tapped out like I don't really feel like I got half the story. Mm-hmm. There's more to it. You oh know, yeah. You do get a lot more stuff, but like. If it's, you are okay with a very downer ending, mm-hmm. like the amount of game this is in New Game feels good and satisfying. Oh, to me. it certainly
0: does. Like by the time I yeah. finished New Game, like it was it was great. I so so what I'm feeling is like the collected negative energy or this collective negative emotion, negative energy. Fuck me. Um, the collected negative emotion about like oh my gosh, I'm not going to see all of this. I'm not going to be able to talk about it for the game. And then once I decided to quit and then go look and see what the story was, like it's literally very similar stuff. You're just seeing more different battles, new areas that don't reveal too much more until the end, which, you know, helps reveal the fundamental difference between new game and new game plus. And if you know what that difference is, like, that's kind of it. Yeah, you you can always cheat and look at look at the stuff online. Yeah,
2: It's a little yeah. harder
1: for this, you know, to do that in true Crimson Trout fashion, but you can still do it. Yeah. You know, so like it's a. Uh, <laughs> like i like i like i like an optional new game plus more than i like a mandatory one right for like story content like very much so mm-hmm. um this if you again though like if you're down for a downer ending like there's still content you're not seeing right but it makes it you know it's like oh this that's a good like 10 hour jrpg like, yeah most of I the content that, that you're not seeing
0: is just leading up to something that you might already know if you know what the main what the main differences between the two of them
1: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so and like background stuff like you get a lot of stuff about this like you know, all this king and things like that. When you go in these new areas, they talk about what their their purpose is.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, the main thing that you're missing probably is just like different fights that recombine things that for me are way too difficult for me to even consider going after. Yeah, yeah,
1: they're really hard. Yeah. So, and and too hard. Like, that's getting ahead of ourselves. But it is the kind of thing, when I think about, uh, you know, this being the second hardest fight in the game, like, that is a version of the game. (laughs) You know, it's not like, um, well, I'm trying to think of something like you need to do, you know like you absolutely have to new you know new game plus four like and there's a couple of things where they encourage it but like mm-hmm. you never actually have to if you feel satisfied and you got to the end of the game you feel satisfied <laughs> and you got to the end of the game like you know there's no there's no game police that's going to take that away yeah. from you
0: the, uh, the 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 big one that i can think of is going to be near and we're going to cover that and that is just something where like i'm going to play it and i am playing it right now you know bit by bit um before we have to do it for a show and then like the the, the playthrough i'm going to do for the show is going to be the new game plus run
1: Mm. Yeah. there are five new game pluses
0: yep and i know like, yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> and that's just gonna have to be okay
1: <laughs> yeah it's, it's uh it's it's not a i wish it was just the, just the one and like people keep saying that that articulates better than other games that do the same thing so i'll be curious to see if it does yeah. um yeah hopefully so <laughs> you know i i really would like it too yeah because it's it's a that's something that's something where i feel that demoralization you oh, know yeah. like if it's just a 40 hour game like i would feel less demoralized than an eight hour game five times yeah you know, even yeah. if it's the same amount of time, like yeah,
0: and like I don't know how it articulates if it's like a chrono, uh, like a chrono trigger, uh, new game plus, where like each of those subsequent runs just goes like crazy because you can make choices that will get you to a new ending, you know, or think, they take you they to a faster, new like to a new approach a that gives you new stuff. Yeah, they they go
1: faster, but it's not like that is my understanding. Yeah. Like they're they're meaty,
0: yeah.
1: Um, you know, so it it it's quicker than your first run through, mm-hmm. and it also depends on whether you care about side quest
0: oh, which you should so use in that game yeah, yeah
1: yeah if you if you can skip side quests, they also go a lot quicker yeah is my understanding I've, I've had a lot of people like I've done you know counseling in <laughs> advance of a game that is going to require me to beat it five times right I beat it so
0: yeah my, my main thing right now is I want to beat the first one so I can go play uh, near automata which I hear mm-hmm. is amazing so yeah yeah um, anyway this takes us to chapter four the lap of the gods and this is the final chapter
1: This kind of monologue that comes through of somebody talking about uh, serving the person they love until that desire grows into madness. Right. Like that um, kind of that
0: thin love. Yeah. This is presented without context. Um, and it's also presented as though this might be Freya talking about it, like, hey, this is this might be why she's the only person who walked out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in the framing device, we learn, like, people are still alive. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, Freya is the only one who we've seen, but uh Jacques and Lippy are still alive. And this is when you get the reveal that like this is not uh, Garland, you know, uh, yeah. which Flint kind of looks like. I mean, that's I feel like that's almost a visual quote mm-hmm. on purpose. Like, um, it's actually Jock's brother and yes. is unlikely to be the end boss of the game.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. And Flint. Uh. And Flint and Jock being brothers is another like matsuno ass thing. Like that is something that is one of the core things about Final Fantasy twelve is the relationship between um um what's his name and the other name Darth Vader and Beardo.
2: Yeah. The two characters.
0: Yes. Those those two characters who embarrassingly I, embarrassingly, I cannot remember their names Vaughn bon and Pinello. Uh, yep. I, bon I know Pen- it's yep. not them. The most memorable characters. The most memorable ones. characters. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, so here uh, is kind of where things start accelerating. The second Freya that we've been seeing, that we've been seeing, uh, whether or not it is a spiritual apparition, whether or not this is an echo of another reality, um, what we are seeing right now is actually a- another physical Freya. Like you walk into a room and she is standing up on an altar, uh, and she flees into a room called the Chamber of the Sun and kind of mocks you and teleports away.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and you know, this level is three rooms. Yes. Like you, you,
0: this is like you going up to
1: a tower. So this is a very <laughs> short chapter, um, you know, in practice or like in theory. Yeah. Like you, you know, you probably are going to have to go back and get more powerful to fight the first encounter here, but like it, it has potential to be very short.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um. And in fact, like them teleporting you away is almost them indirectly signaling, hey, maybe go do some of uh, some more of these fights again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, so you head into that room, um, and it's full of crimson shrouds. Yes, but not the crimson shrouds.
0: They, they, they are shrouds that happen to be crimson, yeah, but not fake fake grails. Yeah, not yep. not capital C, capital S. Yeah. Um, and uh, notably, like they are, like you know, in, in one of the times when the, the the manner in which something is weaved is uh, uh, momentous in a, in a thing, they're they're of of Kish origin, right? Like mm. they were made by Kish people. Um, and this whole palace might be the, uh, kind of ancestral seat of their homeland.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I guess is a, is a mystery in the game. That's not really, you know, that being a mystery is not alluded to earlier in this. Right. But the characters all know it, even if the player doesn't. So they're like, Hey, could this be that? That's something that is a big deal in this world. Yeah. Like the, like
0: like the, 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 the kind of presented as these like nomadic people who are kind of barely tolerated.
2: Yeah, uh, like definitely second their...
0: class citizens. Yeah, yeah, and also feared by the church because of their magical abilities. Yeah. Um, so you're teleported away
1: again as that hint to like go do fights. You know, <laughs> you get teleported back to a church back on you know the last floor. Yeah. So uh, quite a bit away. When you actually head back, you run into like what is like the real boss oh uh, of the game, like the the hardest encounter in new game. Yeah. Um, the Witch Kings, which is a doppelganger fight against your party.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, this is so hard, Gary.
1: This is really really hard. Um, I, uh, you know, and it took me like this is the lion's share of my going back and getting more powerful was to do this. Yeah. Um, it is uh, so because we talked about that advantage of numbers. So like just an action economy is going to make you win against smaller numbers. Right. Um, this is the same number of people. They are evenly matched to you by definition. They ambush you, so you you start out with a disadvantage. <laughs> um, or they're going to attack you, and if you just go here at the natural point of the game, you're likely to be pretty underpowered. Yes. They're going to have spells and abilities that are really, really, uh, you know, potent uh, that you don't, you've not seen yet. Yeah. Um, You know, that you have to kind of go back and get. So like this is, this is a huge difficulty spike. This is probably out of like flaws in the game. Like reminds me the most of the, the we graph thing Mm -hmm. where like, this is just like a super, super hard encounter that you, you know, you want to make sure you keep two saves so you can go back and, get prepared for
0: this. Yeah. The grinding in this felt a little bit better than in previous ones because I had the widest variety of encounters to go back to. Yeah. Um, so like if I knew where something dropped, I could just go spend time there. And so what I actually did was I went back, you know, from chapter one's areas and then just worked my way up until I saw something advantageous drop. And then went back Mm. to it. Like this probably added maybe mm, let's say an hour and a half of grinding to the game. Mm hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I didn't have to. So this run through, I didn't really have to grind for the uh the uh, the obsidian Daphne. Yes. Uh, so I ended up and that, you know, so you by the time your first run at this, you were probably more powerful than I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I ended up having you longer. Oh, than that. My,
0: my, my first run through, I, I got the obsidian Daphne in two runs mm. <laughs> and like I did a little bit of grinding to get past the arch demon. But like I was not, you know, super powerful by any stretch of the imagination by the time I got here.
1: This was just my first major grind. Yeah. Um. I up having, and I. What I instead of going back through other like earlier encounters, I just went. I was like, okay, like the the lich, the demi lich or whatever, is the strongest encounter that will respawn. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna fight him over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. And eventually find a version of what he drops that is good. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you get anything up to a plus four or five, it's like it's pretty good. Yeah. Um. So and that ended up being my end game equipment. Like it didn't. You know the things that were dropped by the witch king, which like all looked good, if I had more. If I could meld it more Mm -hmm. would probably be good. Um, you know, just ended up not being more powerful than my upgraded stuff. Yeah.
0: Fortunately, since you're fighting these Witch King guys, they do not have like a pronounced like you're only gonna do one damage to these. Like they just have, you know, kind of regular bog standard resistances. So it's like
1: it's like you a bit further in the game.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 So that Um, is that is good. You like you can still feel like you're making progress. Um, with his individual fights and you know like they they don't have huge like stat resistances you know no. no yeah
1: you can you can use uh you can use uh, status stuff on them until the cows come home
0: yeah
1: um yeah i should have actually thought to get back sleep because i wonder if that would have made a big difference um the uh the big kind of game changer as far as stuff they verbs they had that i didn't was haste yes um haste made a huge difference like that was like dark freya would you know, get their whole party hasted, and they were just running circles around me that's
0: uh that's and, really funny because, like I would lay down quick step as part of my first like go around like the first thing I would always do is lay quick step on jock
1: I didn't have it yeah. so like when I first got here, I didn't have it, and eventually that is what I did yeah like when i when I went back to either I got the the, the piece of equipment they gave it to me or i, I dropped a scroll yeah. or however it ended up working, you know, or I decided yeah. to equip the rod that had it mm-hmm. um that's that's another thing that took me a little while to figure out is that like uh Freya can equip rods or staffs. Mm-hmm. Uh staffs are two handed and tend to have like an extra spell, but rods are one handed, so you can do a shield. Mm-hmm. And it's way better to do a rod. Yeah. Uh, because you have more equipment slots and you can add more spells. Yeah. So regardless of which when I went into the battle, I didn't have haste. Yeah. Uh and having that made a huge, huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um probably single like that was probably the single biggest factor with yeah. me being on the same speed level as these guys. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I had uh I had haste like from like the beginning of chapter three. Mm. Yeah. And again, just like that that that's the way the system works
1: i mean it could be a drop or it could be i just didn't equip the thing because i was using another spell oh yeah, yeah. so like if you had the air rod or whatever i was using the earth rod because i was doing something else yeah you know like it, you are making choices i don't know if i got a scroll i feel like i just ended up equipping an item that had it <laughs> um yeah so like i think i i think i was doing a lot of um it might have been the thunder rod which was what i was using mm-hmm. because i was doing a lot of paralysis okay so yeah yeah trade-offs yeah, yeah, they're just different. So I had access to the verb, but it was also wasn't upgraded to. Yeah. So I didn't want to put on my non-upgraded air rod versus my like thunder rod plus three or whatever. Yeah, until yeah. I could I could grind out a couple more air rods. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, now um, this is a fun fight when you can meet them on kind of equal terms, or you know, <laughs> less on equal terms, let's say. Um, because yeah. like you know the for me the opening thing was focus all fire on Freya. Um, yeah, you, yeah, know, you once, want to take out the caster for yeah, sure. Once you're able to do that, like things will not be a walk in the park, but it gets substantially easier.
1: The cool thing too, this is I made reference to this earlier, but like when I was fighting that lich, um, you know, setting up dice lure two, which you unlock sometime around here, mm-hmm. um, and getting a full board of D20s, and then getting good enough at that lich fight where I didn't need to use any dice <laughs> on it. Like I could come in here and be like, you know, here's my my holy attack that I had as part of the night sword for my jock. Uh, and add 5d20 to it that's you know and meth. i can do that almost twice <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah the um you know so that like being able to uh even though you can't come into something with max mp you can come <laughs> into something with a real good dice pick. yeah
0: that's another thing yeah
1: yeah you can stack the odds a little bit mm-hmm. uh in your favor you can also get a good roll on that ambush roll in the beginning like if you know if you roll double ones and there's just two turns they get for free that's not a big deal at all yeah you won't even notice it so yeah. um there are a couple luck factors, but they can you know if you don't come into this prepared you will be decimated like oh yeah, this is the final exam for the combat system of crimson shroud in right. the base game
0: yeah um I eventually came around in this fight after the grinding like this was one of the ones that i you know beat right on the edge of failing mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: and uh and they don't have any reinforcements or anything like that, and it <sighs> does get <again. laughs> as you take out guys it gets easier right you know as you go it be, it becomes uh your 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 action economy is better mm-hmm. and you take away their healer. Mm-hmm. They don't use items or anything. So like taking away their healer makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. They yeah, one of one, one of the status effects like as much as I love the status effects in this game poison is such shit. Oh God. Yeah. Even even envenomed which is like the, the toxic version of it is also not good. No. Like they they envenomed my whole party and I didn't it was like <laughs> oh am I take 12 damage per round who gives a fuck. Yeah. Similarly you, know, like,
0: um, you, you might be really attracted to a regen uh, kind of spell. Uh, no, that is not worth using MP or a turn on.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just uh, it's just not powerful enough. It's weird because static, status effects are so potent for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, was yeah. uh, like, oh, sleep, sleep poison. It's the, the greatest combination. <laughs>
0: like it's not. It's super not. Nope. No. Yeah. Um, um, so this puts yeah. you on kind of like a rocket slide to the end of the story. Uh, there's one more boss fight that is more of like a story fight than anything. Mm-hmm. Like it's still kind of challenging, but in a different way. Um, That doesn't require grinding or multiple tries, even Um, this uh, yeah, frake. this fake Freya uh, reveals herself to be somebody named Abigail, uh, who is the ancestress of the Kish. Uh, This is the person who uh, kind of gave us that monologue at the beginning of chapter four, again, about serving a person they love until that desire grows into madness. So she was an apostle of this king of King Solus and, you know, either had an affair with him or wanted to have an affair and ended up, you know, being sacrificed, you know, for the, uh, you know, for the sin of, you know, trying to tempt the King into adultery.
1: Yeah. It's it's super shitty, like scarlet letter stuff. Like, like, you know, we're going to, you know, going to burn her alive for this, like this thing of just, you know, and who knows, you know, who's, if the actual affair was there, if it's mutual, none of that stuff is, is actually played out. Like it's not a high detail cutscene. No. So it's, it's kind of cool the way it, you know, it is making sense earlier in the thing, uh Freya says something about like uh, some version of like what you do, like hell hath no fury, like a woman scorned. That's like, something like that. She says it earlier too. Oh, wow. Okay. Like when you guys are flirting, like she says a version of it. Hmm. And then she says it again, like it's it bookends. Yeah. The thing which ends up being like part of this. Steaming, <laughs> right. You know? um, which yeah. is, you know, super cool. Um, so now that she was being sacrificed, she ended up making a deal with a demon. The demons are in play mm-hmm. and sacrificed her people's homeland uh, in exchange for this power of magic. Yeah. like brought magic into the world uh as this kind of revenge for this like shit that yeah. she was being put through this this kind of uh, a pillory that she was going to have to mm-hmm. deal with
0: yeah and so kind of as a result of this the remaining apostles of the king um recognized what a threat this was going to be if she would be able to you know go out and assemble an army and use this power against everybody and so they endeavored to set up a seal they sacrificed themselves in order to seal her in the ruins of their homeland this this uh the, the this palace um mm-hmm. and you know her descendants you know the people who were aligned with her the kish you know went on to kind of wait for her return and they got kind of like just a a little trace of their gift right right
1: right um so we find out like that is that's actually how magic star. there is actually no crimson shroud no it is just a that's the story as it's corrupted through time. <laughs> right. Which is like um, super cool. Like I, like that's the name of the game. Like that's yeah. the, you know, the thing you've been here the whole time for.
0: Yeah. The, the, there is no crimson trout. There's only Abigail. Like that is a line that is put there. And also she is responsible for spreading this misinformation, yeah, you know, through is, like, like sending the word out through the adventurers who barely survived.
1: Like this whole <laughs> thing is a trap. Like it, it, starts out like it looks like a and D game, but it ends up being like a Shadowrun game where like you, you have been betrayed by the people like you're being used the whole thing is, is, you know, she spread the rumors of the Crimson Shroud. She uh, used the manuscript um, and this myth of this thing in order to lure adventurers in. She even teleported uh, the Andale character. Yeah. Because there's a flashback we we glossed over earlier where it's about our adventurers going to this monastery and finding Andale Yeah. And that leading them here. Um, she put his body there. Yeah. Uh, because she's trying to <laughs> attract adventurers in the hopes that one of them will be a Kish so she can— take over the body.
0: Yep. And therefore, you know, with her soul in a different vessel walk out through this paling, um, yes. and you know, kind of traips past the monsters that you probably killed on the way in.
1: It's super good. Yeah. Like it's, it's a really, <laughs> really good story beat. Like, um, for, for just being like a twist at the end of a D and D session, uh-huh. you know, like we don't know what these things are, but we have all the context <laughs> that we need for this, this to make sense. And like, I love being fooled. Oh yeah. You know, I like, I love like, Oh, like this is not, you know, what I, what I thought. Um. <laughs> You know, so you you don't want that to happen. Um, So you, uh, you know, you go to fight and uh, you fight her as the Crimson Shroud, uh, which is a super, super badass mini. Yeah. (laughs) This is a super cool miniature.
0: Yeah. Um, And this isn't too bad. She just has a a tremendous amount of HP and will, you know, lean, lean more heavily on kind of like debuffs and making it so you can't kind of outrace her damage.
1: Yeah, I was I was because of this being as easy as it was like I cast reveal on her and saw oh she has like 850 hp like I'm doing about 50 per round right i'm sure she has a second form like and maybe it's just <laughs> dark souls 3 ptsd but like yeah. i was certain she had a second form and then it doesn't happen <laughs> you know the the you know the music got big and she she crumbled and i was like oh great yeah. <laughs> um you know because she doesn't she doesn't do a lot of things that attack your whole party The kind of trick, if you're struggling with this, because I've looked online and this is a point of contention for some people, Mm -hmm. like there are people just because of their build or whatever, have a hard time with this and maybe didn't have as hard time with the Witch Kings, which is insane to me, but um, is to befuddle her magic. Yeah. Um, Her only thing that she can do that's going to give you conniptions is uh, her dark attack that attacks everybody. If you befuddle her magic, it will do 30 damage at the tops. Yeah. You know, so keep her befuddled and you'll be okay.
2: Yeah yeah i mean
0: it's it's good it has the looks of a climactic thing you know so when we say she has 800 hp to put that in perspective each of the witch kings that we fought before again those mimics of us um had roughly um like 500 um, yeah. hp yeah and and your characters at this point
1: have like i think jock had 390
0: oh yeah like 400 80. no like yeah. neighborhood yeah
1: yeah um the uh, the music here is great too oh yeah this uh this boss fight music is really good the music's good across the board in this game but the music in the boss fight is particularly good
0: So with that um, boss fight beaten, you know, we go back to Flint, who is really confused about the sequence of events because nothing really adds up. Like, why is Freya here but Jacques and Lippy are not? And, <laughs> and you know, and we've introduced this
1: double, you know, at this point. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of delicious here. Um, so he, he heads down into this kind of dungeon to take a look. And he he walks through. He sees
0: Jacques and Lippy. And they say, no, don't like, don't come to us.
1: And they and they and he walks through the paling. Yep. Uh, you know, and uh, he gets sucked through this thing that was designed to like. Now they are trapped in the same thing that trapped the shroud. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And Freya is not. Freya right. walked away because she was up in the bed, uh, getting you know kind of brought out. Yeah. Of this thing. Yep. Because it wasn't Freya.
0: <laughs> no, it was it was Freya uh, being possessed by Abigail, and she walks away. And I love the way this ends. I this love this really line. Great. And like yeah. that, the apocalypse began credits so good oh my god it's it's,
1: it's really, really <laughs> it's good. such a good like when ending we say, when we say like the new game is a complete experience like that's what i mean like it's a <laughs> yeah. super cool like cautionary tale yeah kind of feeling you know and it, it's a, uh, it all adds up in a really good way like it, it's it's like post uh you know because the the final fantasy tactics like I, i'm a big i like that story a lot but the initial translation like nobody you know it was hard <laughs> right. to get right uh this is is that kind of same level mm-hmm. of just kind of like a you know a really really cool story but it doesn't have that translation problem at all. The translation is excellent. So it it all comes across. Yeah. Um, I love it. Like it's a really, really satisfying ending.
0: I, I, I wish to God that I had just stopped here. I really yeah. do because a lot of my gripes were amplified and you know, we're, were amplified in New Game Plus in a way that soured this, which is unfortunate because I try very hard not to let that happen. Like, I yeah. want to take this moment and say that, like, minus a couple of those wrinkles that happened up to here, like, the new game experience for this, these first four chapters, is fucking amazing.
1: Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. I've been telling you, man. I didn't <laughs> yeah. no, I've been I just telling said that you because I knew it would yeah. be connection. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was just trying to uh, pop Lexie. <laughs> um, so it, it's if you're playing this, if you haven't played this, and you're listening to us talk about it, and you want to check it out, which I'd recommend you do. I, I'm not going to say like you know under no circumstances try New Game Plus because I'm sure there there's satisfaction to be found there if you find this combat very very satisfying oh yeah and if you're, if you're the out. kind
0: of person that this like you know just go you know will will raise up and also it should be noted that it's great that this is on a portable system you know oh, yeah. like <laughs> jrpg should only ever exist in portable i have persona 5 right now i'm playing it on the psv to remote play that is the only way that should exist
1: i don't know why anyone would ever sit on a couch and play a jrpg <laughs> um like ever in a million years yeah the um so, like, the uh, they're, they're bedtime and airplane games. Yeah. Um, so, like, if you play this, I'm not going to say, like, don't touch New Game Plus. It's the worst thing in the world. But <laughs> if you touch it and you're like, this is too hard, stop. Like, you yeah. got the story. Yep. You found out about how this world ends. Mm-hmm. And that's super cool in and of itself. It's like it's, you know, even with the deaths, like, it's longer than it seems. Like, your play clock will not be accurate because you'll right. have deaths and everything. But it's still a bite size tactical like really potent experience that tells a complete story that is satisfying and good yeah. without insulting your intelligence like the dialogue isn't bad mm-hmm. in a way a lot of times like it is in video games like i don't right. feel like uh you know again nobody again nobody's honorable but good right like there's she to this that makes it that elevates it mm-hmm. um above like a lot of you know a lot of the genre to me yeah um and and yeah and, this, and, and that's where i stopped like essentially like i played a <laughs> new game plus a little bit more but Quit it because it is. You get the real story, which we'll talk about here in a second. But it is so much harder, right? Yeah, and
0: also I like a downer ending. You know, I've yeah, s- I mean, I've, I've seen the regular ending, and it is you know okay, cool. Everybody here got got out, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, fi- I'm fine leaving it with that line, and like that, the apocalypse began. Yeah.
1: Um so as we mentioned the biggest difference with New Game Plus uh playwise is it's just much harder. Yes. Um you know there are a lot more different kinds of goblin fights. Um you know it's it's way bigger like I'm you know the thing I had the most experience with in New Game Plus is the just Dark Souls series mm-hmm. and this is like the equivalent of jumping from New Game to New Game Plus 7. Yeah. Like it is it is much harder It's not a gentle ramp.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. Um I think we've we we've talked about that uh plenty. The plot differences. Sure. Yeah. Um, the plot difference is that, so the person that Flint is interrogating is actually Freya, not Abigail kind of riding Freya around like a puppet, you know? So, uh, the new game plus version is the one where your party actually succeeded. Um, and the difference is that, um, Freya is telling what actually happened. Um, and you know, she did not get, uh, taken over the, the, the other difference is beyond chapter three, you actually, you know, venture further into the castle, um, encounter new areas and the final boss fight takes place in a different place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wish that uh, the the first two chapters are almost not different at all. And that bums me out. Yeah. I bet that's a lot to be, you know, and it's, it's the, you level up and prepare and, and stuff to get for those harder encounters. But like, it bums me out that it's non-additive content like you can skip through dialogue yep. and everything but it's still
0: i don't wanna, i don't want to have to like make it yeah. make it slightly different give me more uh more past details and stuff
1: yeah that, that's what i want you know different a- anecdotes like their yeah. characters like talking about their past like tell me about other adventures you guys had because i mm-hmm. like these characters yeah and would like to know more about them yeah you know like so I I, dig that you know
0: like there was a beat where you know, it's talked about lippy is the master of these death runes you know, like mm-hmm. tell me tell tell me about how he did that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you know? the, the whole you know the whole thing about how they met. Like we learn how Jock and Lippy met, and Jock and Freya met. Yeah, we we'll learn like you know what's the first time that like Freya and Lippy had to to deal with each other. What was the um you know or like a really cool thing for New Game Plus before it got to the the part they were different would be to do an adventure where they found uh, Andale. Yeah. Like when they did that, because that's like a thing that happened that is an implied adventure that we didn't get. Yeah. I understand why they don't do that because like they're reusing assets because it's a budget game. Mm
0: -hmm. But. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a bit of a bummer. Um, But when you get to chapter three, you know, you find some new areas, you find some new keys and these take you onto the critical path. You go through that door that you saw the phantom Freya walking through um, before there's a there's an additional kind of hope for a random drop. Uh, fight uh, in a uh, boss fight with a minotaur lord uh, trying to make a, uh, a goblin tank drop as opposed to just like the regular goblins who would attend mm-hmm. yeah so no. yeah Womp.
1: um I, st- I stopped earlier than you did on this okay. like i was behind yeah. when i got to it so i didn't get to that part in this yeah.
0: this run through um i got well into chapter three um into like the kind of terminus of where you would end up exploring. Um, And the thing that that stopped me was a fight against a zombie dragon who was attended by two lich lords. Um, And the zombie dragon, um, confoundingly, uh, will do these breath attacks that will affect everybody, but they will differ in element, So you can't really prepare for it. You just have to kind of soak it and then hope. (laughs) Mm. so i tried this i think four times and then you texted me and said i'm not finishing it i'm like yay i'm gonna be able to not finish it too (laughs) and then i was done and i ate dinner before we recorded (laughs) yeah probably a probably a good choice yeah yeah um so we both looked at the um at the good ending on youtube we also you know like strangely tv tropes is a place to like summarize a bunch of this stuff too um Mm -hmm. the final fight um appears to be a harder version of the crimson trap boss except except uh, she is attended by witch kings, um, which will add in, which will reinforce up to 10 times.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and before this, too, there's also a room that you have to clear out that has a bunch of demons as well. Yeah. Like you get to kill this like demon uh, experience and it demon is experience. The, it, you have to kill the demon experience. Do, 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 do you have uh, to you you have pay extra for that experience. on Craigslist? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, where, like, the all the tactics and stuff that I read online were about doing that Throne Watcher, Throne Defender thing. Like, get them all down, like, reveal on them all, get them all down, and then just make sure you kill them all with one mass attack so they don't respawn.
0: Yeah, that's tactically and, interesting, um, but again, more patience than I have.
1: Yeah, and you could do this for this boss fight, too. Like, when mm-hmm. we say it's, like, ten plus Witch Kings, it's just wanting you to kill the Crimson Shroud first. Yes. It doesn't want you to kill the Ad. So if you kill the Shroud, Shroud doesn't respawn, mm-hmm. and then the Witch Kings will go down at once. They just don't want you to, they, you know, the idea is you're being harried yeah during the fight and they don't want you to to take out the the options mm-hmm. um so you can you can get through when we say 10 plus witch kings it's not literally fighting that boss fight three times in a row mm-hmm. you know there are ways around that but yeah. it's still harder than i want to
0: deal with yeah i mean it's combined it's combining an incredibly hard fight the hardest fight from the from the main game um with the end boss which does different stuff which i can like see the fourth hardest yeah right
1: you know, in the main game
0: yeah. yeah and i could i could see their moves complementing each other in a really uh, kind of effective way
1: I mean anything that could heal. Oh yeah, like the boss would make that like really, really, really tough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So the the, the big difference in the end. So Freya is actually Freya. Um, Flint and uh, or sorry, uh, Jock and Lippy um, stay behind. You know, not trapped in the paling, but you know, there to you know keep her from taking over Freya. Like, hey, you know, get out of here. As long as you get past the paling, the, the you know the world won't end. And so Freya is able to tell Flint like, hey, you're the cavalry. Like, you, we can easily get in there and help them out. Um, and that's what happens. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, the idea being that, and you, the dialogue here implies that, like, they keep killing the Shroud, but the Shroud keeps coming back because uh-huh. the the Apostle is immortal. Yes. Um, so they're killing it, and it comes back, and they just can't do anything. They're just running out the clock. And when they show <laughs> up, they're, like, cr- you know, covering wounds, and they're bleeding and stuff. Like, they're barely holding on.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, so Freya comes back with those reinforcements. Yeah. And uh, and it makes it. You yeah. know, they they they, uh, they take it out. Yep. And, and Flint, they trap it again. And, you know.
0: <laughs> Flint, as opposed to being a complete hard ass, you know, like once he finds out his brother is in danger, ends up being more than willing to help. And is the person who saves the day. It's not just his brother being in danger. One of the
1: things I love about that bit of characterization is that, like, Flint probably realized, you know, on some level that he was talking to, you know, this demon thing. <laughs> right. And it's just, like the story's not adding up. Like the fact that he's being such a dick is because he's being fooled and he knows yeah. it. <laughs> you know, the, the way that like Flint, it's just a... a brief sketch like flint is not a super well-developed character but what's there is really interesting i think Mm
2: -hmm. yeah
1: um yeah and it's just and it's just like really really peak matsuno stuff Mm -hmm. you know as far as far as that goes yeah so then they make it and they all have a like you know we're hauling ass to (laughs) dun
2: dun dun dun, dun,
1: like laughter echoes through the castle for the first time in centuries yeah uh you know this when the whole thing is like we didn't actually eliminate this threat in maybe a hundred years or a thousand years it'll be back but we've put it to bed for now we're gonna go tell everybody that this is stop trying to find the fucking Crimson Shroud.
0: Yeah. No, no, no um, matter what, like the, 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 the truth can you know come out there and I love the way they phrase this, you know, so the, sh- the shroud may be just a dream, but the dreamer is all too real.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yep. And uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they make out. It's great. Yeah. And their adventures will be continued. Never, never
0: because uh, this game uh, for as uh, interesting and as weird and as much as we would encourage you to play it. Uh, nobody did. So, Matsuno yep. has not worked on anything since.
1: Yep. Which is sad. Yes. That's my favorite Final Fantasy boy. I, he did um he actually did one of the uh like a Final Fantasy fourteen expansion, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he's also Something. working on like a like an iOS kind of free to play thing, but that is um I don't care. not hardening. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't I don't want to play any of those iOS free to play Final Fantasy games. Like <sighs> yeah. some of them are not disasters. Like you can sit down with Record Keeper and I don't hate myself. Yeah, but Record it doesn't, Keeper's you know, good for a road
0: it. trip. That's when I played the most of it was driving to yeah. and from Virginia not yeah. driving, would, riding to and from. Virginia. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Whoa. whoa there. I, I I still like, I play that, but I'm like, I could get every real final fantasy on this device. <laughs> right. Like why wouldn't I play final fantasy nine instead of record keeper?
2: Yeah.
1: You know, I don't, I don't think it's better than any of the actual mainline it, ones. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. No, yep. it's a, it's a weird, it's that weird curve that like, if something is free to play and it doesn't, it's not evil. Mm-hmm. Like it gets elevated to good. Yeah. Automatically like, Oh, people like are giving us a lot of credit for not being evil. Yeah you know
0: so and i don't know how not evil like record keeper is pretty skeezy um no, yeah, matter, yeah. no, matter, yeah. no matter no matter how much i turn off the alerts i still get like it's double crystal weekend no i don't want double crystal weekend. yeah yeah it's
1: it, just because you can play it without dealing with that stuff
0: yeah
1: doesn't mean that you're not going to see ads for it constantly yeah so the the weird like squares intersection with ios stuff is such a like frustrating thing to me it really is Yeah. you know it's like it's, it's it had a lot of potential they were really early adopters i remember playing um that that uh, tower defense game they did. With the, oh, uh, the, the Crystal classes. Rings. Yeah, yeah, Crystal... crystal uh, no, are you thinking Chaos Rings? Yeah, Chaos Rings. So yeah. Uh, Chaos Rings is just a JRPG. Hmm. Um, there's one where it's like a path-based tower defense. Like, you set That's up right. character classes from Final Fantasy, huh. and they do what character classes would do in Final Fantasy, but as towers. Oh, wow. Well. And it's kind of cool. Um, you know, and I remember liking those early ones, but then at some point the free to play bug like got them and
0: yeah, yeah.
1: they just went all in on that. because
0: so, it's because that's the way you make money on, on mobile and yeah. capitalism ruins, uh, yep. ruins most things. It's a bummer.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's Crimson Shroud. Um,
0: yeah.
1: like I, I, like, I mean, you know, this is a, this is a, the most contentious episode we've had in a long time, but like for a thing we both like, yeah. uh, <laughs> but like, like I really love this and think that if you like this genre, um, or if you have affection for tabletop or whatever, mm-hmm. like you owe this a try. Oh yeah, like um,
0: there there's there's such a small investment to this. Like the things that are free, you know. That's the thing about friction points, right? The, it may not be a problem for you. I, I'm I'm totally willing to like throw that in. I would never say like, hey, don't spend eight dollars on this and like put five hours in and see because yeah. like a lot of my sourness comes from butting up against New Game Plus and then just having those those negative things amplified. I think that they're baffling decisions in New Game, but you're mostly able to get around them.
1: Yeah. 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 And it, it's kind of few and far between yeah. like in New Game. Like there's even the things that you found frictional that I didn't, there's still like we're talking about three things. Yes. It's not like a series of, you know, frustrations. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like the, um the foundation here is incredibly solid.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, the 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 base of it is is really really good. The foundation is good. Yes. Um, you know, and then the new game plus, like, again, is optional. If you are, uh, you know, the the way that uh, I approach games and you approach games, where it's like you're done with it when you're done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not everyone is that way. Like, some people will feel compelled mm-hmm. to put themselves through something they don't like because of completionism's sake. Yeah. Um, but you know, so maybe this is, this would be a bad game for you if that's the case. Like, if you know, man, like I spent hours and hours (laughs) grinding covenant rewards in dark souls three and i hate myself (laughs) like well you know like yeah you know don't then this might be hard for you yes um but if you if you're willing to decide when an experience is done for yourself like i think that it is Mm -hmm. one of the it's some of the most fun i've had on my 3ds like and Mm -hmm. i love my 3ds yeah um
0: yep and you know all of that aside even if i did you know even if i did have several kind of unpleasant hours with this which i did um, this is something that I love covering. This is the kind of thing that I love covering for Waff. you know is something that people might not know about but is actually worth paying attention to and talking about and At the end of this, you know from a mercenary standpoint, we will be one of the few people who have talked about this in depth, not through to the end, but like mm-hmm. nobody else is doing this,
1: yeah, nobody's talking about it yeah
0: um
1: kinda kind of kind of whatsoever,
0: yeah, yeah. So even though, even though we, uh, you know, we, we, we butted heads a bit, it is the most mild version of that. And I assure you, Gary, we, we can still get along. It's
1: fine. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> yeah, um, one of the things about this too, that I want to like, I want more people to try this and not that it'll make a big difference now, but I want this to be like a a model for this experience. Like it is, it is a, um, a, you know, broken record thing, but like as somebody who likes on many ways, like likes things, there's appeals to the JRPG combat you know that genre for me Mm -hmm. right like it's a genre i like a lot of games in. if i was in the mood for that and didn't mean i was signing up for like an 80 hour game Mm -hmm. i would play so much so many more of them yeah like i'd experience so many more stories i would get it you know do these things if it wasn't like hey i want kind of a hard tactical jrpg and the answer for that is (laughs) this or persona
0: it was this or disgaea yeah
1: yeah like yeah like (laughs) this you know or even, like, I mean, that's, like, a like a tactics game. Like, I mean, uh-huh. like, in a, like, a literal JRPG. Like, yeah, a, you yeah. know, people facing each other. It's, like, this or Persona. And I like the Persona games. They're all, like, 80 to 90 hours. And, like, I really wish there were more of these things that I could be done have a complete experience in 10 hours and mm-hmm. feel good. Fuck um, 10. Ha- me 20. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, 20 would be fine, too. Like, Chrono yeah. Trigger or less. Yeah. You know, like, that's what <laughs> I want. Like... That's the, you know, and I get the appeal of the longer ones, like, Uh but just that is such a, again, you go down to that AB thing, like 90% of them Mm -hmm. are like these 50 plus hour things. And that's a, that there's lots of reasons for that. Uh, I understand it. I just need, this is so rare. Yeah. Like I, you know, the number of like non RPG maker, non indie (laughs) uh, RPGs that are less than, than 12 hours. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's like,
0: like this in costume quest. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
1: there's there's like three or four
0: of them. Like, it, it's yeah. so rare. And most of them are you by, by Z-Boyd.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Z-Boyd <laughs> Z- and even Costume Quest is indie. Yeah. You know, like, it's 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 very, I guess this is indie too, like, in a, a manner of speaking. But, like, yeah. it's just very, very rare to get that experience in a small sample. And, like, that's really valuable. Mm-hmm. I would I would like play one of these a month if that like yeah. if that were a thing you know like this this could become my favorite genre that what the way it was when I was seventeen
0: <laughs> if like if, it, if were... it just would like adjust to fit your lifestyle. <laughs>
1: Totally, yeah. you know, and it doesn't mean all of them have to. I'm not trying yeah. to take your 90 and hour person. No, away. no.
0: Like the, the the last thing we want to do, and like the last thing that we would have the ability to do, is make it a, make a determination about how many hours your dollars are worth, how many how many dollars your hours are worth. Right? right. There are people who are attracted to those because they can get a lot out of them. That is kind of what we're talking about, but also not. There is but, something like, different that is that that is activated by doing something more complex.
1: Yes. Um, and there, there's also, like, there are people who presume that, it, whom that is true, but I know that I am not alone in oh, no, falling no. off this genre. Like, I talk to a lot of people who are just like, yeah, man, I don't play these anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I stopped playing that genre because Beca- they be- be- Because
0: 80-plus hours of, you know, Anything. baffling story content is a bullet point on the back of a box or a bullet point on a Steam page.
1: Yeah. Yep. And it just, like, other genres have done this. Like, other mm-hmm. genres have moved over to do this kind of, like... You can do a modest game, like, mm-hmm. a mo- you know, a moderate game that is short. I just need this genre to, like, be dragged kicking and screaming mm-hmm. into the 21st century of, like, you know, having a wide variety of time experiences. Yeah. You know, because you get more, like, there's lots of other gains. It's not just literally the hour clock. No. Like, there are pacing considerations. There mm-hmm. are, like, you know, depth, like, or not depth, but like, complexity per hour. Mm-hmm. Like, the way, you know, we talked about this game introducing a lot of systems right up front. Like, I like that a lot. Yeah. You know, like, if, if it ended up being, like, a, you know, the, the whipping boy is Final Fantasy 12, or not 12, uh, 13.
0: Yeah, I was going like to say, right come like, on,
1: man. <laughs> yeah, like, like well, Final Fantasy 12 yeah. introduces this thing as well. Like, I have other issues with that, but it, yeah. it introduces this thing at a proper pace. Yeah. 13, like, you know, it's a cliche to make fun of that, but, like, the fact that that doesn't introduce its depth for that far into the game is mm-hmm. a problem. Yes. You know, like, put all this stuff on Front Street, let me play the actual game mm-hmm. right away, and then get out before, like, without repeating yourself.
0: Yep. It's, you know? um... Not inherently better, but it's different, and it's different in a way that aligns with you know our approaches. And and even if
1: it's not something that you would prefer, like wouldn't you rather it? have the variety? Oh yeah, wouldn't you, you know, rather like have, have it exist? Yeah, yeah, like have both. <laughs> Sometimes I am in the mood for like a long, meaty, you know, JRPG. Like we're you know when the ones we're doing for the summer, like I'm really are looking forward to replaying, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a big time investment, and that's great. Like yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but I like the idea of having an option, and mm-hmm. there
2: just isn't no.
1: You know, it sucks. Yep. You know, and I, and I don't, uh, I don't get it. You Mm -hmm. know, like it's, it's not just the, uh, the money, uh, section because there are kind of modest versions of platformers like the big studios put out. Like it's not, you know, there are ways to do this. It just doesn't happen very often. So if there's anything I'm not thinking of, you can, you know, hit me up on Twitter and let me know, like, Hey, this is a real short JRPG. Um, it's got to be the cream of the fucking crop if it's going to be like an RPG maker thing. So like <laughs> like if I'm going to look at those aesthetics, it has to be the best thing in the world, but I'm <laughs> accepting it if it's really good. Yeah. Um give me your 3 or 4 hours of RPGs, I want
2: them.
0: Yeah. Super bad. <laughs> Doing a search here because the one that I've had my eyes on um is uh I am Setsuna.
2: Mhm.
0: Um but I'm not sure how long that is. And it's like a 25-hour game. So like that is still still kind of up there. It's still up there. It's not terrible. Yeah. You know, but it's it's uh yeah it's yeah. also about oranges
1: like i don't want to play anything <laughs> from the perspective of an orange like i don't i can't deal with that
0: <laughs> this weird yeah. sequel to i am bread <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly um which which was a
1: prequel to the green chronicles and,
0: yeah <laughs> sequel to uh death letter office weirdly
1: enough yeah yeah celiac's lament um <laughs> yeah where we learn the the origin of celiac
0: <laughs> as a marketing you, as a marketing point
1: a dark knight to a paladin um,
0: <laughs> um I, I don't think that celiac is marked marketing employee
1: <laughs> no I, I don't think so either. i think i might have it i'm gonna go to a doctor oh, yeah? but i've just been like weirdly like uh all-purpose nauseous nauseous yep. um like a lot and i was looking at other and i don't have comorbidities with other symptoms like right right people are like oh you know irritable bowel syndrome that also has like a lot of diarrhea and i feel like i get the average amount of diarrhea for a 36 year old man which is like <laughs> you know, about, that's like, surprising you know, amount. Like, yeah about once a week like yeah. it's still not you know but not okay so, much so here's the question are you measuring
0: it in frequency or volume volume
1: <laughs> um so the uh it's, it's every every time it's a reasonable payload and uh but the uh you know just this kind of like oh my stomach's just upset and i don't have these other symptoms mm-hmm. that point to more serious things like it could just be like a gluten allergy yeah. thing
0: it's weird man the you know? immune system is fucking crazy like That's that, can, that can happen and change over the course of your life like go check it out or at least try to cut gluten out Possibly. yeah i mean yeah.
1: i'll go to a doctor and see what they say yeah i um, mean it's portland they'll definitely say i'm gluten-free 100 like, oh, oh, yeah, like yeah immediately after yeah. that but you, like
0: you can only eat weird worse cookies now oh well, fuck yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just like, i mean i just feel like there's like one of the things i've been meaning to do is get back on like my super low carb diet and see if that clears it up right you know and it's just this weird like ambient nausea though so you know for a while and like the internet seems to think this is that so yeah. well gotta hope can see. solve the problem yeah it sucks like i'm just kind of queasy all the time yeah. Um that is that is this game. Uh if you have anything to write about the games we're doing next, yes. you can us up at DuckFeedTV slash contact.
0: Yep. Um those uh, <laughs> games are. Those games are. So um after the Crimson Trout extrasode, uh we're going to be doing the Pilot Wings live episode, but we're not taking responses about that. If you have a story about Pilot Wings, maybe write it in, but there's no place for that to be slotted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but if it's cool and interesting, we'll put it somewhere else. If it's not Um, it won't it's not personal yeah it's not personal for sure Um, after pilot wings we are doing yakuza that is the winner of our poll Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, i'm excited about that
1: yeah i'm definitely looking forward to to giving it a shot yeah um yeah and i'm hopeful they just sent us another one of those it feels like those games come out constantly
0: they they really do and uh it's a it's a series that i'm very curious about
1: yeah yeah i'm I'm curious myself yeah um and then after after after
0: yakuza is ssx tricky
1: yes um, yeah, which, is, you know, long awaited SSX tricky. <laughs> yeah. Um, in there as well is,
0: I know this is before the Crimson Trout episode, actually. So, oh, we, yeah. have a, so we, be have, we have already, we have already announced WAP 2.0 is out of the bag.
1: Oh shit. Yep. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, check that out. Listen to that again. If you want. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah. And then after that, and um, we're doing the, uh, it's the dictated game. Yes. Yes. Or are we doing, we're doing um, two
0: dictated games in a row
1: yes um yeah so which one are we doing first uh nox yes yep, yep. so nox mm-hmm. uh the pc uh kind of diablo uh classic do you have offhand who uh whose dictation that is uh, that
0: was garrett who we met uh in uh, austin oh um no we met garrett in milwaukee oh that's what i mean
1: yeah sorry yep. uh <laughs> yeah so thanks garrett um looking forward to playing that like i like mm-hmm. getting weird gog stuff on the show yeah. So looking forward to playing that. And we haven't really done like a Diablo like, no, we did like no, X Men no. Legends 2, which is like not really it. So, no, no. Um, yeah. So looking forward to that. And then uh, do we want to just go ahead
0: and do the next one? Yeah. Yeah. Because that'll get people really jazzed. We're announcing like three months in advance. Sorry if yeah. that puts you off. Um, no, I'm sorry. That's, you know, it's, well, it's the decision that we made. Um, yeah. After Nox, uh, we are doing a dictated game by uh, uh generous patron, Zach um, or Zachary. Uh, we're doing, uh, metal gear solid two, which we're actually breaking into two parts.
1: Yes. Because if metal gear solid one was any indication, um, <laughs> you know, as much as the game is short, uh, like a lot of things happen. Yeah. It.
0: There there are things to say.
1: Yeah. 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 So, which I'm, I'm looking forward to revisiting that to you. Like I'm on the record of hating the middle of that game. I mm-hmm. don't expect that to change, No, but I like the ending of it and I like the beginning of it. So yes. like that will carry me a long way. Yeah.
0: Um, so. not everybody who uh, requests a game is going to get a two-parter like that that just ended up being the most sensible way to do it and please,
1: uh, please don't tailor your request to try to do that yeah
0: please please uh, please do not that would that would, that was our decision it was not his request yeah <laughs>
1: um, because if you do that we won't right um like it's it's a uh, and and also as as per note like the reason why these requests are coming in is because these are uh, high-level patrons mm-hmm. uh, who decide to back us up patreon.comv TV um at the highest level that we have for the show um where they uh are executive producing a uh, game you know an episode of the show which you can do um you know there are four slots of those at a time um people rotate in and out like you can get on that uh that waiting train Mm -hmm. for that and uh yeah yeah we'd love to uh like you know the tomb raider episode i think was one of our best episodes yeah like that was uh, our first dictated one i think that was a really great episode yeah
0: um it's uh it's it's a lot of fun to have the you know to force us into these new places that we might not initially go like we were talking about doing another metal gear solid game here pretty soon it wasn't going to be two. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm still excited to go in, um, uh, probably because of the resistance that we had to it. Like, it's going to make for an interesting and textured episode.
1: Yeah. And Nox is something that was not on my radar. Like, right. I knew I knew about that game because I saw it on GOG sales and in mm-hmm. the store, but I don't really know anything about it. So, yeah. it's been a while since we've gone into anything kind of blind. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah. Um, and then after that, like, uh, Waf 2.0 is going to take Effect um, and you can check out those announcements to see what exactly that looks like. Both of us, um, are incredibly excited about what that looks like.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're new, uh, if you're coming to the show now from, uh, bonfireside chat, if you are just giving us a shot because, uh, you know, you like our STES and you're moving, you know, moving on over. Welcome. Yeah. Uh, thanks for, uh, thanks for giving it a shot. Yeah. We do appreciate it. Um, yeah. And, uh, if you want to, the other things you can do to help us out is rate and review, Uh, The show With this episode specifically, if like you like this game and you hear people talking about it, be like, hey, isn't this fucking weird? These guys (laughs) talked about that game too. (laughs) If
0: if somebody mentions really enjoying Final Fantasy Tactics, say you may not know the guy did something that has a very similar flavor.
1: Yeah. And this is a low impact way to get into it. Yeah.
0: So, um, I mean, we
1: are going to set up a system where you have to listen to certain parts of the episode over and over and over to get to the end.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like um, the
1: middle, there's going to be a code and it's going to be kind of backwards mask. Yeah.
0: You won't you know. be able to like, listen to this in your regular iTunes, um, kind of a podcast listener or over overcast or something. You're going to have to download like a particular, like uh proprietary app that we're developing that we're not going to support. It's going to be a goddamn nightmare, but I think it's going to be a better experience for you.
1: And we're going to release it like Frog Ractions too. So like, you're not <laughs> going to know where it's at.
0: Yeah. You have to walk just, to, just
1: keep trying software on your iPod until one of them works. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, or come to a particular street sign in, uh, Cincinnati scan a QR code on the back of it and then you'll be able to download us. Absolutely. Yeah, I've decided success isn't for us. Yeah. (laughs) This
1: is such a what a harsh burn to jim
0: no it's not yeah. it's, it's not no, a gym. I, I just, yeah it's, a gym. it's like um, hey, people want frog fractions enough to go through that stuff they do not want us enough to do
1: that I, yeah i don't think i mean i wouldn't do any po- i don't think any podcast is worth that for an <laughs> no, episode of no, a podcast it, like, no, it is not. It's bonkers. Yeah. Um this is a disposable media yeah. um Jim's yes, great. but thanks <laughs> okay <laughs> he, he absolutely is um yeah so thanks everybody And uh, until next time, uh, what should they watch out for, Cole?
0: They should watch out for the Dreamer, if not the Dream. Umbasa. Umbasa.